0: I want to tell you about American Giant. Uh, They would like to thank you for doing business with them. Uh, They started advertising with us, I guess it was back in October, maybe, uh, of last year. Uh, We met with the founder of the company. He was on the show with us. He's a great guy. And, you know, we told him about you, about how you believe in American workers and how you believe in American manufacturing and how the world doesn't seem to do that anymore. Well, American Giant does. That's what they're all about. And they began in 2012 with a clothing factory in Middlesex, North Carolina. It was about to be shut down. And they just, they said, you know what? We're not gonna let that happen. They started their own company. They worked with the factory to invest in new machinery and skill development. And then years later, here we are, they make the best hoodie you'll ever wear. I've got one of them. The, it's the best hoodie I own. Uh, and you know, look, its it's cotton that's grown in America, milled in America, cut and sewn right here in America. American Giant, uh, thank you from all of us here to help, you know, and your help helping them grow. And thanks to American Giant for actually caring about thanks. this country. It's AmericanGiant.com slash Glenn. You're going to love this stuff. It's really high quality and you're going to love it. It's AmericanGiant.com slash Glenn. AmericanGiant.com slash Glenn.
1: is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program. Featuring Pat and Stu today. Uh, and please keep uh, Glenn in your prayers. He's dealing with some family issues right now that are really difficult and draining on him. And he and Tonya could really uh, use your prayers as well as the kids, the whole family appreciate that. Uh, we have a jam-packed show again today, and uh, Al Gore is back. And this time, well, he's always missed, but he's extremely upset right now about, uh, well, the climate, the climate, and uh, he sounds off on it. We'll get into that and in much, much more in about sixty seconds.
0: That would be wonderful if everything that said "made in America" genu- genuinely was made in America. But a lot of the time, of course, that isn't true, isn't true. It's like, you know, a typical Joe Biden story. He'll say something and then you find out like years later that it was never true the entire time. That's basically how this usually works. Uh, You got to check the source. And if buying meat that's sourced from local farms right here in America is something that matters to you, then you really, really need to try out good ranchers. It's not only uh, they have their own meat, of course, grown here in the U.S., but it's amazing quality. You can get over two pounds of chicken free in every box for a year. When you subscribe, you get a year's worth of chicken for free. When you subscribe at any Good Ranchers uh, box, of course, at GoodRanchers.com. If you want to start the year off right, change the way you buy meat by switching to Good Ranchers. Make sure to subscribe today. Use the code Glen to claim your free chicken for a year and 20 bucks off your first box New year, new you. Or, you know, why not? (laughs) This is the way to do it. It's American meat delivered with good ranchers.
2: How much have you missed Al Gore? I mean, he he hasn't been around, it seems
0: like, in a while. There is one and only one reason that I miss Al Gore. Uh Uh-huh. Which is your impersonation of Al Gore. Oh. (laughs) Because Uh. without al gore being in the news we don't get there's to no hear it there's no reason do for it. to do it yeah he, he's almost like you know most of your other impersonations are people who are already dead uh <laughs> you know most of the people you impersonate <laughs> are, passed are away dead. a decade yeah, ago they're no longer with us right we lost them <laughs> there's been no we lost them no new impersonations necessarily mm-hmm. added to the repertoire <laughs> it's been a while. For a while it's been a while and uh i yeah. i this is why i always i, I if, if Al Gore needs a medical fund, to any and if he ever gets sick, I mm-hmm. will be there to help him because I want to make sure at least one person... We have a living person <laughs> that I can impersonate
2: <laughs> here. So, yeah, yeah you want to keep that going. Yes. Definitely want to keep it going. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. Uh, this is uh, him on Climate Activists uh, Cut 8.
3: Uh, he's very impassioned. There's another divide, increasingly, between those who are old enough to be in <laughs> positions of power... Mm-hmm. and the young people of this world. Oh. Greta Thunberg was just arrested in Germany. Greta. I agree with her uh, s- uh, efforts they to they stop don't. that uh, coal no. mine in Germany. Young people around the world are looking mm-hmm. at what we're doing. They look at the World Bank and they say, oh, you've got a climate denier in charge of the World Bank, so why are you surprised that the World Bank is completely failing to do its job? <laughs> what do what? I say to these young activists that I train around the world when they come to me and they say... Mm-hmm. Are you okay with putting the the CEO of one of the largest oil companies in the world in as the president of the COP? There's a lot of blah, 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 as Greta says. There are a lot of words and there are some meaningful commitments, but we are still failing badly why well, we haven't heard the like ha! the gravelly Al right for a while. Yeah. yeah,
2: since probably he betrayed this country. <laughs> yeah. He played on <laughs> our fears. <That's> right. <laughs> forgot about i love that one and uh I forgot he had yeah, it's that. been a while we've since we've seen that so he's jumping on the greta bandwagon now like I, isn't yeah. this over i thought well I, because you saw her carefully orchestrated
0: arrest didn't did. you that was incredible
2: there's a, there, I think there's a new angle on it uh yeah uh cut six here's greta being arrested yesterday we showed a clip that of one of the angles. Well, they did a second take
0: on it. Oh, good, good, yeah. good. That's how all the rest happens. <laughs> yes, yes. Standing there, cops. You know. She's
2: so they're all just laughing. milling around. She's laughing. She's having fun because
0: this <laughs> is all orchestrated. This is all planned. They're, and they're, they're literally posing for photos with Greta. Yeah. The police. Yes. I, I, we think. I mean, again, I, I would not be surprised I don't even know if, if they're, they're, they're not police. police. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's possible. Although I did hear that she was briefly detained for this incident. In and was she's standing in the well, middle of the field. Well, that's where she was detained. It was right there.
2: And then they walked through the mud. And then uh, eventually they just let her go. And she walks off. And I, I don't think she even was taking, taken anywhere by police. I mean, it was... Such a hoax, and then al Al Gore trying to say she was arrested because of her her actions, get out of here, oh, stop it. It was all planned, it was all choreographed uh, it, it was a pathetic display <laughs> of an arrest uh but al was was pretty angry uh he 's mad at climate deniers. uh this is cut nine
3: enough already enough, <laughs> and i, I don 't want to get. Sidetracked onto what needs to happen, but we need to scale up mm-hmm. climate finance. But we oh, need yeah. desperately we to really scale do. down anti climate finance. Thank of you. Yeah. And we are still subsidizing the burning of fossil fuels. Oh. Globally at a rate yeah. 42 times larger <laughs> okay. than the that's, subsidies that, for the shift towards renewables and EVs, uh, etc. <laughs> we need new leadership at the World Bank. We need them to uh, scale up the leverage and vastly increase the amounts that are, are committed. And we need to rein in the anti-climate activities of the fossil industry
0: <laughs> i love this even that's the psychopaths of the world economic Forum are sick of him yeah there is like yeah.
2: <laughs> they like, need new leadership though at the world bank because i guess the world bank isn't doing enough for climate change is is that what he seems to be saying to you because that's yeah. what it sounds like to me
0: and that's an what odd do you want stance. the world bank to do about climate change bizarre I Can and could we bizarre. possibly be spending more money on climate research in finance, and uh, I mean, these companies get. I mean, we, we were just throwing trillions. We just passed a giant bill where there's trillions of dollars going to these companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're mm-hmm. we're constantly doing this, and no money going to actually look for energy sources that work and are inexpensive and reliable. None of that happens at all. I mean, this is such a bizarre stance. And you look, you know, Al Gore at this point in his life, I think is looking for relevance more than anything else. You know, the screamy voice usually only comes out when that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But the idea that they're not getting enough money for this crap, what are you talking about? I, I mean, know. think about Solyndra. We're just throwing... They're like, oh, we've got circular solar panels. Oh, here's $20 billion. How much do you need? A Circular <laughs> solar panel. Here they are. Here you go. Let me just throw a bunch of money at you. Oh, you're mm-hmm. out of business? Oh, that sucks. I oh, mean, well. Every electric car... Purchase in this country, they've received $7,500 off. And, and, and again, there's been some restrictions on certain models over the years, but generally speaking, this has been true. And the average mm-hmm. person who buys one of these cars is a six-figure earner. Mm-hmm. Why on earth would we subsidize people who make six figures to buy fancy cars? It and makes no nobody sense. Nobody ever talks
2: about that no. either. Uh, and of course, nobody ever talks about what goes into the production of the electric vehicle. Mm which is so not friendly to the earth. It's way worse than the combustion engine vehicles that are produced. Uh and it's going to take decades and decades to catch up to all the all the uh problems with with uh with the electric cars to offset those with any kind of environmental uh relief that they're looking for. It's just it's impractical there's nowhere to put. What are you going to do with all these batteries at the end of the uh, vehicle's life? Oh gosh, where, yeah.
0: where are we going to pile those up? So many problems here. And, you know, and there, of course, a lot of the research shows too that yes, during production, electric cars much much worse, much than worse, internal combustion engines. Yep. And the number of miles you need to drive for this to equal out when it comes to environmental effect is again in the six figures. You got to go over a hundred thousand miles in an electric car before it even comes close to paying itself off. Um, so, you know, again, like, and Amazing. I have, I have nothing against electric cars. I mean, they, I don't either. They, We've talked about this so many times. Yeah, we have the Tesla. The, some of these Teslas are great. I mean, obviously Elon Musk is, is not an enemy of the the right. I, I, I cheer for him to do well they in his look business. They great. They drive then, great. They've got yeah. incredible acceleration. Yeah. The new Corvette, uh, Corvette e-ray is out now, or, or, or has just been introduced I just talked about this uh, for tomorrow's uh, Studios America. We're going to do a segment on it. And in the end, it is uh, 0 to 60 in 2.5 seconds. It is... 2.5? 2.5 seconds. Wow. And it is... Um, wow. It's, a, it's basically, in a way, a hybrid. They put an electric w- motor on the front wheels, and they're using the same, you know, 600-plus horsepower on the back wheels. And it, it's an all-wheel drive, the first Corvette ever. And, you know, look, to me... I like the internal combustion engine. I like the sound it makes. I, you know, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. just my thing. I, I don't, I, I like the electric cars. They're cool, but they're not I, my daily driver. That's not what I want as a daily driver. But this thing, again, is like using that technology and making a ridiculously fast car. Uh, but again, it's a $100,000 car. Yeah. You know, and it's certainly not environmentally friendly. It's still a Corvette. <laughs> you know? it's, not, it's not getting you good gas mileage. Right. So uh, you know this, and I, you still have to plug it into the wall outlet of your house every night. This one is uh right? is more of a hybrid design, so it, oh you, you don't, it, it's not like that. Oh, okay, but still, all right. Uh, you but know, the full electric, yep, like you the Teslas and stuff, you you have to plug in, and that's costing us energy. Yeah, and it's also thousands of dollars potentially in retrofitting your house for the right type of <sighs> plug to to uh you I know mean, if you drive it enough, you gotta have you, you gotta have the faster charger. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a friend who has a Tesla, and he he doesn't drive it a lot, so he's able to plug it in the normal plug, and it's it's fine. But if you drive it as your normal everyday car, you hmm. you have to you know I, you know look into between six hundred and two thousand dollars of retrofitting your house to get the right you know elect, you know the electrical outlets to to make this thing charge. Either that, or you're going to be waiting days. I mean, there's the Porsche <laughs> electric. Uh, if you plug it into the normal plug, this mm-hmm. is the Porsche Taycan, which is a Beautiful car. I mean, it's a great-looking car. and But if you plug it into a normal outlet, and it's very low in battery, it could take about three days to charge. Three, oh, that's not bad. Three days. Just the three days, though. Okay. You so, know. just so you don't have anywhere to go in three days, you're right. fine. You just stay home for three y- days. Yeah. Again, this is why we How all work from that? home now. Just do uh, Zoom calls.
2: <laughs> a, they're just not practical. That's why I don't have one. Because uh, it's just not... I really when we test drove that tesla that they brought here yeah uh, several years ago, several years ago mm-hmm. uh and we experienced that i really wanted one <laughs> it's I cool i really did and really fast but it's just not it's just not practical because especially then there was nowhere to i mean there's very few places that i knew of at least uh to go charge it and when you did go charge it like if you if you have one and we do have some uh movie theaters where you can Park your car at one of the uh, charging stations, and then you're, you know, you're at the movie for two two hours or whatever, and then you come out and it's f-
0: mostly charged. Yeah, and like, look, that's cool. I just that's, I, that's I mean, great. I like movies, but I just can't stop to see one every day. No, exactly. I can't. I can't. I can't just exactly. Stop
2: by. Now, and, if I drive from here to, to Houston, I'm going to have to. First of all, find the special specialty places where they
0: where they have yeah. these
2: charging stations
0: and then sit there for I don't know, an hour? Yeah. Forty five minutes at least. Yeah. And you get some some of the fast chargers now will do a better job. I mean, look, it is improving. But I do find Slowly. it fascinating that the left has now come to a position where, and I don't know if you've noticed this, at places like the movie theater, where they do give you these nice uh, parking spots with the charging thing. Mm-hmm. And I think they're closer than the handicapped spots. I think they'd <laughs> rather have people who can't walk. They, they're actually preferring uh-huh. and spoiling the yeah. people in their electric cars yeah, they are. over the people who don't have legs. <laughs> We're at that point now in our society. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Look. Yeah, sure, you don't. You're in. A, you're in a wheelchair. It's very difficult. <laughs> but I will say, you're killing the climate in your in your minivan there. So right. screw you. That's so, where we are. The Tesla parks closer than you. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. The, the rich person in the Tesla <laughs> who spent one hundred and thirty thousand dollars on their plaid, they're going to walk, uh-huh. uh, you know, very comfortably three steps to get into the movie theater. You, on the other hand, <laughs> we're putting you at Good the bottom luck. of the hill, mm-hmm. and see, I hope your arms are strong to get up it because that's. <laughs> Sorry, you're the other side of the lot. We put you on the other side of gravel. There's there's some boulders in the way, but you'll get there eventually. We have faith in you. You're handy, capable. You know,
2: maybe you brought some people that can carry you over all yeah. that. All the obstacles, they'll just lift up you in the wheelchair and carry you into the building. Exactly. That'd be perfect. Triple eight seven two seven Beck.
0: More coming up in a minute. All right. Victoria wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, "Thank you, Relief Factor. My chronic back pain has completely disappeared." I highly recommend this product to anyone who has inflammation and pain. It only took a couple of weeks and it's working magic on me. Victoria, thank you so much for writing in and for being willing to give relief factor a try. If you're dealing with pain, give relief factor a try as well. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors and it's four key ingredients work with your body to fight inflammation, which causes most of our pain. Give it a shot. What do you got to lose? Three week quick start is only $19.95. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Go to ReliefFactor.com or call 800 for relief to get the 1995 three week quick start. Again, it's ReliefFactor.com or call 800 the number four relief relief factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. (laughs)
2: We got one more fun Al Gore clip uh, because it's been so long since we've heard from him that uh, I wanted you to experience the uh, the full frontal effect of Al Gore because it's great. You uh, should
0: never go full Al-, Al Gore. Never? Never. Really? Never go for it. <laughs> you don't want that. Uh, cut 10. Here he is.
3: We're going to bring these emissions down. And, mm-hmm. and just to put the science in a, a slightly different context, People are familiar with that thin blue line that the uh, astronauts bring back in their pictures from space. Yeah,
2: get this. That's
3: the, that's the part of the atmosphere that has oxygen, the mm. troposphere. Uh, and it's only five to seven kilometers thick. What? That's what we're using as an open sewer. If you could drive a car straight up in the air at interstate highway speeds, <laughs> you'd get to the top of that blue line in five minutes. And all the greenhouse gas pollution would be below you. We're still putting 162 million tons into it every single day. And the accumulated amount is now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by 600,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the Earth. That's what's boiling the oceans creating these atmospheric rivers and the what? rain bombs yeah. and sucking rain the moisture bombs. out of the yeah. land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising yeah. the sea level and right. causing these waves of climate refugees I, predicted sure. to reach one <laughs> billion this. in this century? One Look billion. at the xenophobia and political authoritarian uh-huh. trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? We would lose our capacity for self-governance
0: yeah. what Is on this world. Happening with him? We <laughs> have
3: know. to act. So in answer to your question, I would say... Uh, we have to have a sense of urgency much greater than we have yet had and we need need to make Uh, some changes what What is
0: he so irritated about is he a chargers (laughs) fan or something why is he so upset because
2: we are not doing what we need to do still (laughs) that's why uh it's uh, There's so much there. I mean, where do you even begin? I
0: don't know. If I, I, first of all, I'm all in on the rain bombs. I mean, I need, we, need, we need to talk more about rain that's bombs. A, that's
2: a new thing that they've mm-hmm. done for, I, I don't know, a rainstorm? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's like a rainstorm. And I, I want to make sure I'm, I'm
0: understanding. am It's raining. It's raining hard, probably. Yeah, it rained hard. It rained pretty hard. And it's never, you know this, it's never rained hard before. It's never rained hard before, Mm -hmm. but now it rains hard. The other thing is, uh, how many nuclear bombs had to go off? 160,000 every Every day. day. Every day. All that makes me think is that, wow, nuclear bombs are not
2: that effective. That's what it makes (laughs) me think of. Well, certainly not the Hiroshima and uh, Nagasaki bombs. Right, that's like
0: nothing. Yeah, They were Nothing. They were nothing. Apparently, because right now we're, you know, Jeez. look, we have tons of problems, but uh, certainly when it comes to tech technology and, you know, life expectancy and everything else, with the exception of a little pandemic we had recently, uh, it, things are pretty good when it comes to human history. Mm-hmm. We, we're all living longer. We, we, uh, we've t- pulled a billion people out of poverty. They're no longer starving. Where does this, like, this... Vision of this hellscape that we supposedly live in—that environmentalists believe is constantly active—where yeah. is this that place? Comes from the climate.
2: I don't know. I don't know. But they invent all these new terms like rainbow <laughs> and polar vortex or is it <laughs> Uh And then what was the other thing that they've—I I, don't—they changed all of all of the definitions of normal weather events that we've had forever. You know, a, a polar vortex, what is that? Well, it's it's a cold front. That's what that is. It's a cold front that came from the Arctic. We used to have Arctic cold fronts in Montana all the time. Mm. Several times a winter, there did would had, be a Canadian cold front.
0: Was, did they have rain bombs in them? No. No rain bombs. No, they did not. They did not. No,
2: they had snow. Uh, rain didn't come with the Arctic So a vortex. snow
0: bomb. Snow bomb. So snow bombs are yeah. turning to rain bombs <laughs> consistent with global warming. Uh, you know, I think... One of the things that's really perplexing me about these Al Gore clips, there's something so off about them. Is there someone disagreeing with him on these points on this panel? Like, it's <laughs> the World Economic Forum. So form. he's at
2: the WEF. Yeah. I really doubt
0: it. They're all cheering him but, on, right? But, why Why is he screaming at everyone? <laughs> they're just just—they're just, there just to, to, to nod their head and agree with you, right? That's the right. whole point of this panel. Yes. And he's screaming at everybody. <laughs> He's trying to... It's almost like he's trying to pull a Greta, right? Yeah. How dare you? That whole, like, upset Greta thing that she does when she's so fired up doesn't work as well with a 75-year-old guy. Also, it also doesn't work work well for Greta, but that's a whole different uh, situation. It's an interesting time, Pat.
2: It is. Interesting time. It is. Uh, And yeah, he is quite animated. He's quite bothered by what's going on. But he wants, you know, he wants to be funded to the tune of... $100 hundred trillion dollars, like AOC kind of proposed.
0: Just a hundred trillion. Just, $100 trillion, $100 trillion. Oh, just a hundred and trillion. Just get hundred trillion dollars. Can we do a hundred trillion? Is a small price to pay to get them to shut up? Can we just give him the money? <laughs> <laughs> More coming up. In just a sec. The Glenn back program. One of the hardest le- lessons in life is that stability is a luxury in this world. Sometimes it's not always there for the enjoying. And right now, uh, the wheels are kind of falling off around us in some areas. I mean, we've all felt it. And so you should act now and invest in preparing. Emergency food is something that you need. And you never know it's going to come in handy or when it will be too late. Uh, It's money well spent. Plus, you can stretch your dollars when you go with preparewithglenn.com. You'll save $200 on a three month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, Uh, they're the nation's largest preparedness company and you know we've been t- dealing with uh, my Patreon supply for a long time i have this at my house and it's it's a fantastic company they do a great job they make all of this really easy I'm kind of a schlub when it comes to this stuff. Like, I don't want to actually think about being prepared for things. My Patriot Supply just makes it easy. You just, just order from them, and everything's taken care of. Uh, there's not much time uh, to take care of a great value they've got going on. PrepareWithGlen.com. You'll save 200 bucks on your three month emergency food kit while you can. These kits are in stock, and they ship fast and free. They arrive in unmarked boxes, so nobody knows that you have this food. Go to preparewithglen.com. Preparewithglen.com while you can, right now. Preparewithglen.com.
2: And don't forget to use the promo code Glenn for ten dollars off your subscription at blazeTV.com. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Patent Stu for Glenn today. Uh Al Gore. Has has really reinvigorated uh, my concern uh, about the climate. Really? Uh, yeah, this yeah. worked. I do not want to be a denier. For the people who deny that we have climate, I, I think they're I think they're wrong. And frankly, I just don't I don't agree with them, and I never have. We do have a climate on this planet. I think they're confusing us with uh, with Mars. Uh, which does not have a climate, but we do, and I would never deny it. And it's um, clear,
0: the differences. I mean, one, yes, they're both round, mm-hmm. you know, but right, one is well, like reddish. That's what they tell us anyway.
4: Yeah.
2: But have you ever witnessed it from space with your own two eyes? I no. haven't. You've seen... I haven't. You've seen these uh, fake photographs right. about
0: a round planet. Yeah. I learned this all from Kyrie Irving, and it was it was quite convincing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is incredible how... Uh, you know, we. I think you guys played it too. The Chelsea Handler... I mean, that goes beyond the flat earth thing. A person who thought the
0: sun and the moon were the same thing. Oh, such a good clip. Oh, such a good clip because I love it it. because it just shows that these people in Hollywood who give us all this advice and tell you tell us about the climate and tell us about every other piece Mm. of science we're supposed to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them are idiots. Oh, complete. You, you need to remember that. Complete. I mean, listen to this.
2: I didn't
5: know, and this is true, I didn't know until I was 40 years old that the sun and the moon were not the same thing.
0: Ah. Uh, okay. And she goes on to explain <laughs> I mean, that. Yes, she did. Yeah, that, you know, she thought when the sun went down, the moon popped back up. <laughs> and they were why the would same you, thing. It why would you back call it something different
2: then? Why would you... Why wouldn't it just be the sun, or why would it? Wouldn't it just be the moon? Um, why would you call it a different thing when it's in the day and it? Uh- or at night. And these are the type of questions that
0: at 40, you'd think you would have asked yourself by now. <laughs> yeah. right? Like at yeah, you four, would think. Maybe not. Uh-huh. Right? At four, you maybe you believe that the sun... Though I do believe... I've never heard of it before. I've never heard of anybody who thought the sun and, and the moon were the same. Even have ch- you before? No, uh, never. And even a child, you know, reads like, good night moon. Right. Like, right. <laughs> and they know they're not referring to the sun. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I really do feel like at four years old, most people know they're not the same thing. They might not understand all of accurate. the physics at that point, yeah. Pat. You know, they might not know the exact distance that each is away from, uh-huh. from the Earth. But yeah. I think they're relatively... One of them looks considerably
2: closer to the Earth mm-hmm. than the other. Yeah. Plus, and- at night, you can stare directly into it. Whereas, in the day, it might be harmful.
0: So, well, maybe there's is there a switch do we know i mean like is it uh, like a dimmer switch there's a dimmer oh, yeah, switch yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of just goes off it's possible and it just dims you know dims the sun until it turns to the moon <laughs> like if you have a bright light in your in your uh your dining room mm-hmm. and you, you look at it ah, oh, gosh that hurts my eyes turn the dimmer down to the lowest setting yeah all of a sudden you can stare right at it yes i mean sure. i just thought maybe she's not wrong here <laughs> Uh, You know, maybe, maybe because she she goes on to talk about how she was on uh, she was riding an elephant when all of this happened, and uh, maybe the maybe the person who was driving the element elephant around, which by the way, those are motorized creatures, not 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 animals. We know that now, Uh, just science. But uh, (laughs) maybe that person didn't know. Yeah, that person was wrong. We have that full clip just to remind you how
2: brilliant uh, Chelsea Handler is.
5: I didn't know, and this is true. I didn't know until I was 40 years old that the sun and the moon were not the same thing.
1: That's it's hard to believe, but what are you talking about?
5: It <laughs> was, I was shocking to me as well, I mean.
1: Well, yeah, of course, it must have been more shocking to you. I was
5: like, I was in Africa, we were on safari, my sister and I were riding right. an elephant, mm-hmm. and there was a man riding an elephant, for us because we don't know how to ride an elephant. Yeah. And my older sister Simone looked up at the at the at the, the sky and she said Chelsea, Chelsea look up. It's not often you get to see the sun and the moon at the same time.
4: Yeah. <laughs> And
5: I was like, you looking, I was mind. like, Scooby-Doo. I'm like, rah, rah, rah. You lost- I said it. I go, wait, I go, but they're always together. And as soon as I said that, she turned around. She goes, what did you say? And I was like, oh, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <I was laughs> like, I'm like, I knew G- what I said Giddy-up, was wrong. Giddy up, elephant. I was like, let's canter. Is that what an
4: elephant does? <laughs> oh,
0: my God. And,
5: um, I, and, and, and she looked at me and she goes, I need you. And I just tried to <clears> gloss <throat> over it. I was like, never mind what I said. I know. And she said, no, I need you to tell me what you think is happening between the sun and the moon. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, I just assumed when the sun went down, it popped back up as the moon, you know? a <laughs> little costume change. <laughs> like, okay. is that not what's happening? The man riding the elephant spoke no English and went, <laughs> 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 and he's just like another dumb American, yeah. you know?
2: That's embarrassing. That, that's, A, why do you tell that story? when it really explains
0: how stupid you are i mean obviously at some level she she knows it's going to be funny on the show she's a comedian she's telling i think a true story but like she's going for laughs and getting them right yeah because i mean but it doesn't make any sense that you would tell it on national television part of the story is that you were embarrassed to tell your sister yeah right and now you're telling the world the world right so now everyone knows you're an idiot uh, so that's part of it. But I think it's it's interesting to note that this is a person you might say, OK, Chelsea Handler, who, You know, who is she? Well, you know, this is a person who, by the way, has been lecturing us about politics for yes! years and years and years and years and right? years and telling us how stupid we are as, as conservatives, but also a person who's successful enough to go on an African safari and ride elephants around. Right. Like this is mm-hmm. a person who's made it in life to some level. Yeah. I mean, have you ever been on an African safari, Pat? I have I not. never have. Now, I have no. also no desire to go on an African safari because it's so outdoorsy. Like, <laughs> I'm really more of an indoorsy guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but still, like, there's some level of success associated with going on a trip like this. And, you know, she's done mu- a lot of this stuff. Well, she's, yeah. Sh- she's shot shows all around the world. Like, she, and here's, the, and she's obviously. It, she's the person who makes seven figures a year. Seven figures a year. And yeah. obviously, we've just given you complete and total evidence that she's a moron. Like, I, yeah. she's obviously a complete idiot. Right. And yet she's... It explains God bless political America, I'll, so. say, yeah. I'll say. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah.
2: absolutely Ameri- mm-hmm.
0: uh, unbelievable. It's, it's ama- absolutely amazing. But this is, you go back to the 13th century. This is the type of person who, you know, probably starves on the side of the road. Because she's so stupid, and no one wants to help her, and there's no... there's she's a millionaire. Right. Instead, she's a millionaire. She's going on safaris to Africa and riding elephants around and looking for the moon and the sun. (laughs) Like, this is a miracle of modern society that she is able to maintain life. Plus, she said it happened... She had this
2: amazing realization when she was 40. That was seven years ago. She's 47 now. So this just barely
0: happened. Yeah, it's like a new story. It's not even a decade old.
2: Her realization that the sun and the moon are different things. I wow, mean,
0: that's fantastic.
2: It does make you feel good in that, though. It shows you the intellectual capacity of these lefties. It shows why they are so, uh, such big proponents of big government and abortion and uh, unlimited uh border crossings
0: it shows yeah and, and it a lot of times you look at these beliefs especially as you know people who might listen to this show every day someone who i don't know reads occasional things and i'm not mm-hmm. looking for a high bar here but like you know someone who's mildly informed you look at this you're like these views are just childish right yeah but that's mm-hmm. the thing these are childish people these are people who are essentially intellectual children there are people who think the sun and the moon really are the true. same thing. That is who you're ta- – when you have people who are trying to get you canceled on Twitter because of something that you said, they likely think the sun and the moon are the same thing. That, like, that's the level of the person you're talking to. So it's up to you whether you engage in in, in that nonsense. I don't know that it benefits anyone when you do. But, like, there's no reason for us to be taking advice from these dolts. No. No, there is not. Why would we care what they think about anything? <laughs> Don't know. You know, I, it, I, think, I thought about this a lot when, when the whole NFL scandal was going on with, like, Colin Kaepernick and people taking knees and stuff. And it's like, people got very fired up about that. And, look, I understand that because you're insulting the country. You're taking a knee. You're not honoring the flag. All those things are important to me. Mm-hmm. However, you have to realize that the people that you're criticizing – have the intellectual capacity of an egg. Right? Like, wh- why do we care if they take knees? You know, Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. is essentially, it's like you're talking to a hamster mentally, right? Like, the, the brain function mm-hmm. is very limited, almost non existent. Right. Like, this person does not make good <laughs> points because he's incapable of making good points. Why get fired up about whether what he thinks about this country? You should look at it as a miracle. <laughs> That the, this country exists and can take care of people like him, right? And Go, not only take care, but the guy makes
2: millions of dollars. $20 million dollars just for doing Nike commercials. For doing
0: nothing. Does he even Incredible. show up to the Nike? Is, is there any evidence that he's recently shown no. up to a Nike commercial? I, I, haven't I don't even seen think he does that. Years. They're paying him so much money mm-hmm. as ransom. Because if they fire him, he will go on television and say how racist they are. So now he has to maintain perpetual employment because everybody knows the second he gets kicked out, what he's going to do. So now, you know, even though I can't imagine he's selling a lot of shoes... Colin Kaepernick was a bad quarterback when he was a quarterback, which he is not anymore.
2: But he did have one good year, so N-
0: I don't even agree with that. One decent year. I don't even agree with
2: that. Almost acceptable year. I will not. Serviceable. Go off. Would you go
0: serviceable? I, I, a surprising. <laughs> How about surprising? Okay. He took All right. defenses by surprise for a few games and ran around a bunch of times behind one of the historically best offensive lines in history. Right. Yeah. And still <laughs> didn't win at the end of the day. So, look, I, I'm yeah. not... It, it's, what was it's, his quarterback rating?
2: Wasn't it one of the lowest, uh, not just in the league at that time, I think one of the
0: lowest in a starting quarterback in history, if I remember he's correctly. He's had stretches like that for sure. Yeah, really uh, bad. You know, I mean, I, I did a... There's a whole show. I did a whole show on this once called, you know, Stu Does Colin Kaepernick. and uh, Which I love. Yeah, And it great. goes through all his entire career yep. game by game. To tell everybody that, like, yes, he's an idiot. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's part of this conversation. But more importantly, he was a bad quarterback. Well, like, because I, people, yes, and can't. that was necessary because people yeah. acted like he was the second coming of,
2: of uh, uh, Joe Namath. Right. Or Joe Montana, yeah, even. E- exactly. They, they were acting like he was the best quarterback uh, who's ever played the game. And... He wasn't even
0: good. No. Let alone best. No, I, I, I remind people as often as I, as I can that before Colin Kaepernick ever took a knee, ever took one, he didn't take a knee. He hadn't done any of that stuff yet. He hadn't taken a stand against the flag. He didn't wear the uh, cops or pigs socks yet. None of that stuff mm. had happened. Before oh. all of that happened, he lost his job to Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that says everything you need to know about why he's not a starting quarterback in the
0: league now. Uh, more coming up in just a minute. Well, we're halfway through the first month of the new year, and already those New Year's resolutions are probably starting to weigh you down. Um, so, one thing you can do, take something off your list. Do you have a box somewhere of your family's uh, treasured home movies and photos, maybe tucked away behind the old you know, bowling trophies in the back of the closet, and you've been meaning to find a way to preserve them for years, but, you know, it seems like a lot of work, and it is. But it's not. If you use Legacy Box, Legacy Box makes checking this off your to-do list very easy. Just send your Legacy Box filled with home movies, photos, whatever you have, all these different formats, and you'll get back digital copies along with your originals in a format that is now permanent. Uh, you know, this is an amazing service. It's safe. They do an excellent job. They deliver on their promise to preserve your memories. Like you're never going to go through like an old like I don't know, you know VHS tape to watch it again. This, these things are going to they're going to go away if you don't move on this and make sure they're preserved. You can kick off the new year by rescuing your family's most cherished memories. Visit legacybox.com/beck. legacybox.com/beck. Take advantage of the exclusive offer going on now. It's legacybox.com/beck. Glenn Beck. By the way, as I was ranting about um, Colin Kaepernick, I should remind you that you can get, yes, I have shirts and mugs made with that phrase, you know, before Colin Kaepernick ever took a knee. He lost his job to Blaine Gabbard. So if you if you want to make sure people know this, it's my favorite shirt to wear to like a tailgate because so people look at it and it kind of looks like a shirt that's honoring Colin Kaepernick until you look closely uh-huh. and then you realize, actually, no, it's the exact opposite. So just in case...
2: If you know football at all, yes. you know Blaine Gabbard is... Uh, Maybe one of the worst
0: quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. (laughs) I mean, he, you know, he was a bit of a disappointment. He did bleed out Colin Kaepernick. He he does have a Super Bowl ring, and he bleed out Colin Kaepernick. So he's got that going for him. (laughs) Um, And he's still in the league, unlike Colin Kaepernick, we should note. Incredible. Um, And uh, that's available at dot com. Uh, .com, If you use the code STU10, you can save 10%.
2: By the way, really good news Uh, Facebook and Instagram will now allow transgender. And non binary users to flash their bare breasts. Finally.
0: On these services. Finally. I've been, we've been, de- how long have we been demanding this? We oh, started a charity years late ago. Late 40s, I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We mm-hmm. started doing this. Yeah.
0: And we've been raising money. Like Glenn mm-hmm. was raising money to save people in <laughs> Afghanistan. We were like, we got to get these non binary people <laughs> to be able to show their breasts on Instagram. And now
2: they can. So it was successful.
0: Finally. And I'm, I'm darn proud of it. Darn proud of it. Uh, now, Pat, mm-hmm. so women can't show their breasts. No.
2: If you're a, biological woman you may not show your breasts
0: okay on uh, facebook so if you were a let's say you're an instagram model a bi- biological woman you think maybe uh-huh. there might be some clicks in this here if I, I, I can show my bountiful bazooms yeah um you could theoretically just identify as a man not have any of the surgeries just identify as a man then put then it in your, your pronouns and then show your bare breasts and probably get lots hmm. and lots of clicks logically i think you probably well, seems this like work. you could right This is a new industry completely. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised. This is going to be a a thing, isn't it? People are totally going to do this.
2: Meta's oversight board, an independent body of experts, Mm -hmm. uh, which uh, they they call it a Supreme Court for for Facebook or whatever, uh, for content and moderation censorship uh, policies, ordered Facebook and Instagram to lift the ban on images of topless women for anyone who identifies which is what you're saying you would do if you're an actual female, you just identify as a male, Mm -hmm. then I believe you could uh, show your breasts. So that's for anybody who identifies as transgender or non-binary, meaning they themselves are neither uh, male or female. Yeah, I think you could circumvent this policy. Huh. If you identify as a man. That's interesting. Mm. Because I
0: think, yes, people will do that. Will they not? I think it just makes sense that they would do it certainly seems like something that would happen on, on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. So. Get excited, everybody. Install your apps now. Log in soon. So all bets are off now on Facebook and Instagram. Good luck with that. The Glenn back Program. Let's talk, tell you about Bill Barr here. Uh, Bill Barr is, and this is something that started with my wife, actually. She found Bill Barr. She started talking about it a lot. Tanya heard about it from Lisa, my wife, and then Tanya told Glenn about it. And now Glenn's been talking about it like crazy. These are the best, you know, protein bars you're ever going to have. They taste like candy bars. Uh, Most built Bars have about 130 calories, about four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein, but they're also made with 100% real chocolate. So you're going to love it. They've got amazing flavors. They're always trying like crazy new stuff. And one of the ones Glenn's been raving about lately, lately is their puffs at least like marshmallow puff type things and mud pie is one of the new flavors that he like just adores uh so check it out uh you know you could throw all the rice cakes you know where they belong you know in the nuclear waste dump or whatever that is go to built.com use the promo code back get 15 percent off your new order it's a great move for new year's resolution as well try these things out uh the code is back for 15 percent off right now at built.com
1: to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenn back program
4: and
2: today it features a uh, patent stew for glenn Triple eight seven two beck the pfizer ceo uh al borla was asked a whole bunch of questions while he was walking down the street and he, I think this was in Davos, and he didn't want to answer any of them. But uh, we'll show you what, uh, and you'll be able to hear what was asked him. Really, like 29 great questions put to the head of Pfizer. We'll get to that in one minute.
0: All right, let me tell you about Car Shield. Yeah, no matter how well you take care of your car, one of these days it's going to need repairs. And if your luck is anything like so many people across the country, it'll most likely happen a day or two after the warranty expires. What you want to do is have a plan that already is in place. You're not having to scramble to figure out what to do when something goes wrong. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield offers protection plans for about 100 bucks a month. All you have to do is choose the mechanic that, you know, you want to do the work and Car Shield administrators handle the rest. It's really easy and you'll save a ton of hassle. You can also count on Car Shield to help take care of you when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast to coast roadside assistance, rental car options and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Lock in your price today and it will never go up. Go to carshield.com slash beck carshield.com slash beck or call 800-227-6100. Save 20% on your plan. It's carshield.com slash beck or 800-227-6100 carshield.com slash beck or 800-227-6100 to save 20% with carshield.
2: All right, you have got to see uh, this interrogation of, uh, of Al Borla from uh, Pfizer, he's the he's the CEO, and he had a couple of people on the street asking him questions one after another. And uh, it, they didn't ask him to stop. They didn't ask him to, you know, do anything formal. He could have answered them just as he was walking down the street. But uh, here's what happened. This is um, this is cut uh, twelve.
6: Mister Borla, can I ask you? When did you know that the vaccines didn't stop transmission? How long did you know that without saying it publicly? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm sorry. To that question. Thank you mm. very much. I mean, we, we now know mm-hmm. that the vaccines didn't stop transmission. Yeah. But why did you keep it secret? You said it was 100% effective, then 90%, then 80%, mm-hmm. then 70%. But we now know that the vaccines do not trans- stop transmission. Why did you keep that secret? Have a nice day. Mm-hmm. I won't have a nice day a nice until day. I know the answer. Why did you keep it a secret that your vaccine did not stop transmission?
4: Is it
1: time to apologize to the world, sir, to give refunds back to the com- countries that poured all their money into your vaccine that doesn't work, your ineffective
4: vaccine?
1: <laughs> Are you not ashamed of what you've done in the last couple of years? Mm-hmm. Do you have any apologies to the public, sir? Are you proud of it? You've made millions on the backs of people's entire livelihoods. Mm -hmm. How does that feel to walk the streets as a millionaire on the backs of the regular person at home in (laughs) Australia, in England, in Canada? What do you think about on your yacht, sir? What do you think about on your private jet? Are you
6: worried about product liability? Mm. Are you worried about myocarditis? (laughs) What
1: about the sudden deaths?
6: What do you have to say about young men dropping dead of heart attacks every day? Not a lot. Why won't me. you answer these basic questions?
1: Good question. No apologies, sir. Do you, do you think you should be charged criminally for for some of the criminal behavior? <laughs> I'll, you've, I'll stop and answer that one. Yes, I do think being I should be charged of?
0: criminally. <laughs> um.
1: How much money have you personally made off the vaccine? Good question. How many boosters do you think it'll take... For you to be happy enough with your earnings.
4: <laughs>
6: Nothing. Who did you meet with here in secret? Will you disclose who you met with?
2: Mm, no.
6: Who did you pay commissions to? In the past, <laughs> Pfizer has paid $2.3 billion in fines for deceptive marketing. Huh. Have you engaged in that same conduct again? <laughs>
0: Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you for asking. You yes, under sir. investigation,
1: <laughs> like you were before, for your deceptive marketing, sir.
2: He
4: just keeps. If
1: any other product in the world doesn't work as promised, you get a refund. Should you not <laughs> refund to countries that laid out billions uh,
4: for question. your
1: ineffective vaccine? Are you used
6: to only sympathetic media, so you don't know how to answer any questions?
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, that's another good point.
1: Shame on you, sir. Shame on you.
2: <laughs> I mean, hilarious. I love <laughs> that. I love it. 29 great questions,
0: <laughs>
2: zero answers of any kind.
0: Well, he said, No, he said, Have a, have a nice day. Oh, he did. He say, did. Have, a nice, have day. a nice day. Yeah. Have a nice day. <laughs> It'd be great at the end of that if you're like, I'm sorry, I, I just don't speak English. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, they're persistent. I'll say that. Yeah. They'll, they'll say that. I mean, that's not easy to do. No, no. That's it's, hard. It's also odd that the guy, you know, the CEO of Pfizer in, the, in this climate is walking around with no security yeah. or anything. Like Very true. Again, like, you know, he... He should just answer questions, of course, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not going to. I'm surprised, though, in Davos, he's not he's not walking around with a bunch of very large men Me too. with very large weapons. Me too. They just kind of shoo these guys away. Yeah. And yeah. there was none of that. I will say that, like, you know, we do know what... Pfizer does here. They make the the little blue pill. He had a yacht before this. Like, this is <laughs> yeah, not true. He, is, he's, he's not uh, financially uh, restricted in any way. You but, think he
2: made some cash think on maybe, Viagra? You yeah, he think? maybe did okay that's with possible. the Viagra
0: thing yeah. and many other uh, medications. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, look, these guys are not used to anybody but friendly media. That's not, for sure. You know, and, yeah. you know, like, there's a, a lot of people have a lot of questions, and, you know, there's no reason they shouldn't. They should engage more in this stuff, I think. You know, I think mm-hmm. it would be helpful for these companies to just sit there and, you know, like, answer some of these questions. If there and... was a
2: good answer to it, yeah, yeah. let's hear it. There, there are no good answers because they're right. I mean, at the very beginning of the Pfizer vaccine, they were claiming 95% efficacy. Mm-hmm. That quickly went down and it went down again and it went down yeah. again. And then it turns out, well, they didn't even study that. They didn't even test that. They had, they had no proof of any efficacy. Because um, they didn't, they didn't test it. Well, then, where did you get the ninety five percent figure? That was a, you know, those are some really good questions to put to him. Seems like there was, I don't know, some
0: incongruencies there. Yeah, I mean, I think. Look, I think the mm. the the whole storyline changed for a lot of people as we went through, you know, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. I mean, when you hit the Omicron thing, it changed. I mean, look. It, Again, I, you can go. You should be able to do what you want to do. You want to take vaccines? You can take them. If you don't want mm-hmm. to take them, you shouldn't have to take them. That, that should be a basic fundamental human right in, in the United States of America. Anything other than that is just an insult. Um, you know. But I, obviously, there was a lot of you know, people who were skeptical of the vaccines who brought up a lot of these complaints and thought this stuff would happen. Uh, And on the other hand, a lot of those people were saying that natural immunity would be effective and no, there'd be no breakthrough cases through natural immunity. Once you Mm -hmm. get the disease, you get it. I mean, one of the main things a lot of conservatives were arguing for at the beginning was, hey, you know, let the people who are in their 20s get covid, Uh, you know, if it happens, you know, you don't you don't go out there and try to get it but if you get it that'll give us immunity eventually we'll hit no. herd immunity and it'll we don't have to worry about this anymore well that didn't work either right yeah, you know right. It's, uh, the omicron really changed, nothing did nothing, against omicron right once we hit omicron yeah. you know, these things really were were past the point of relevance I, I really think like the vaccine story it gets a lot of you know a lot of people are talking about it and like you know it's going to be a big story but really the vaccine mm-hmm. is really a 2021 story it once from the beginning of when the vaccine came out to omicron is where real relevance i think was i think it was an interesting conversation i think we're beyond that at this point frankly i think so too. you know i mean look yeah, everyone so. should be able to ask the questions they want to ask and they should be able to get the answers but that doesn't um, happen but that's not going to happen no. they're never going to answer because these people of course want to protect their business mm-hmm. they're they do legitimately want to protect their business many of these things they're protected from though you know when we were you know going through the process of. Of, War- of operation warp speed built into a lot of that was hey please do this really fast and you know if uh, you're not going to get sued for all these things if something goes wrong we really need you to produce something quickly that was part of the argument of operation warp speed so rather than ten years it took nine yeah. months yeah and look and I, we maybe paid a price for that I mean you know it depends it on your perspective on that yeah but yeah. Uh, you know it's a, a, a you know a lot of people are worried about it and and that's the, and I keep coming back to this where it's like like the the food pyramid right remember the food pyramid which i think now is the food compass is it, Did you it know they changed the this pyramid yeah. to a compass yeah i think oh. I, they changed the food pyramid to a food I compass i didn't know that i over the last couple of years and you right. didn't know that why didn't you know that why didn't you know that? shouldn't you know that the, the federal government that. is telling so, you yeah. you should follow the food compass pat huh and i'm pretty sure kexy cookies is not on the food compass <laughs> like it's
2: uh, no, it's I think in the, it is. It is? Yeah, I think it is. It's like West. And made with really
0: interesting broccoli.
2: Uh, oh, really? And alfalfa sprouts. It doesn't taste like it at all. No, it does It's made with butter right. and sugar.
0: <laughs> Lots of butter. Right. Uh, yeah. So... For years and years and years, decades, uh-huh. the federal government had the food pyramid. And the food pyramid had, hey, eat a bunch of eggs, eat a bunch of meat, eat a bunch of grains, you know, all that stuff. We all remember looking at that when we were kids. yeah. And there were always critiques on it. Like, hey, is this the reason why we have so many fat people? Like, People are trying to eat like the are food pyramid? Eggs creating a lot of cholesterol? Right, like, yeah. we Everyone had these questions. We've but gone back and forth on that for years. There are people who make really in-depth arguments as to why... The food pyramid caused real societal harm and cost us billions of dollars because the government was promoting these things, particularly in Mm. schools that created fat children that created Mm. fat adults on and on and on and on. That all exists out there. But how much passion is there really behind it? Does anyone care? Like, they, the federal government came out with a food pyramid. They made these recommendations about what we should eat. And you know what I did? Ate whatever I wanted. <laughs> That's what I did. What did you do, Pat? Same thing. You ate whatever you wanted, right? I did, yes. You ignored their do. advice. Mm-hmm. And so there isn't Societal consternation about the food pyramid because what they did was make a recommendation, not mandate it. Yes. If they mandated the food pyramid, it would be a massive story and we would all be pissed off about it. And every little problem with it, every little disagreement would become an international incident Mm -hmm. because we would be pissed off the government was mandating this stupid pyramid. So if the government wants to say, hey, we came up with a vaccine, we came up with a treatment, we think it works. Here's our recommendation. You should take it. And that's it? This story is long dead. No question. The story, it does not matter to people like it it does because they tried to force people to take it. Yeah. Or you lose your job. Or you lose your job. You lose your livelihood. People are out on the streets over this. They're Mm -hmm. being threatened. Their kids can't go to school. If you just remove that one element out of this. You might say, like, if you're a big, you vaccine avoid almost skeptic, all yeah, of it. If you're a big vaccine sep- skeptic, you might say, "Hey, well, there's health effects that are associated with this." Mm-hmm. But the only, the only people who would be dealing with them are the people who chose to take the vaccine. The people who said, "Well, I think there might be health benefits wouldn't have to take it, And therefore, you, they could all say, "Hey, you bunch of idiots, you shouldn't have taken that." And that's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Instead, we have this situation where they tried to force people to take it instead of just saying like, "Look. It's here, take it if you want, and that's the end of the day. And if they would just approach it that way, things I think would be a lot different. And people wouldn't feel the same way that they do about this now. But like, understandably, when you're you're saying you must do something, and then you believe there are bad effects to that, you're going to have a really negative reaction. You know, that's just the way life is. Of course, you don't want to, this is America. You don't want to be told, this is not North Korea. If Kim Jong-un tells his population to do X, Y, and Z, they just accept it. Because that's, unfortunately, they've been fed with, you know, a a hundred years of propaganda to believe this man's basically a god. And so whatever he says goes. You know? Mm -hmm. This is instead a country that was built on the exact opposite principle. Yeah. And yet you had people like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Saying
2: that people people think they have the freedom, not that they could screw your freedom. Right. What? Yeah. In the United States of America? Screw my freedom? Isn't he Austrian? Yes.
0: Yeah. So yes, not a huge yeah. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, more coming up in one minute. <laughs> right. uh, let me tell you something. Uh, what, let me, what are all villains throughout history? What have they had on their side when it came to spreading tyr- tyranny? Uh, it's the same thing the World Economic Forum has on its side. This week in Davos. And that thing is complacency. You know, enough people will ignore it and do nothing. That's what they depend on. What do we do when the next bad guy comes along? Do we just sit there? Do we own nothing? Are we happy about that? Do we like eating bugs? Probably not. I don't. don't, They're not on the food pyramid, Pat. I won't eat them. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do need to educate ourselves and our children and everyone uh, that we know because we need to be able to spot these villains before they can get anywhere close to holding the real power or influence that they want. That's where the Tuttle Twins books come in. Their new book, The Guide to Modern Villains, shows how 22 modern villains, people like Mao, rose to power. To celebrate the launch of their book, the Tuttle Twins have their whole guidebook series on sale right now. If you go to tuttletwinsbeck.com, get these books right now on sale this week only, tuttletwinsbeck.com. You can get these books. They will teach your kids important lessons. My kids love these books. We read them together all the time. And it's great because they're teaching foundational principles that actually matter so they don't fall for all the BS they're going to be uh, inundated with over their lives. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds. Station ID.
4: It's
2: Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, Al, Albert borla I wouldn't answer any questions on the street, but he did have some things to say, had a really big announcement about what's coming from Pfizer. There's there's some new stuff that's extremely exciting uh, that they're working on right now. And he talked about that. Uh, Where
6: are you on a flu vaccine based on mRNA? Oh, the studies are running. They have completely recruited. We are waiting for cases as they accumulate. It means that people have been vaccinated, placebo, vaccine, and then the disease, some of them will get disease. And then we are waiting to unblind the data to see what is coming. I think it will come in the, this year, in 2023. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, you can't guarantee a timeline depending on the clinical trial. No, because... But your you, best guess, what would you think? Uh, I think uh, by the first half of the year, maybe... First half of the year, yeah, June, July. And and so, how far are we away from one vaccine that's both COVID and flu together? Mm. First, we need to have a flu, (laughs) and uh, if we have a flu, already we started uh, uh, experiments to combine the two, uh, so that we don't lose time again. Uh, I think we'll come more or less all together if it is successful.
0: Okay. First of all, he's a liar. Uh, He said it was first half of the year, and then he said July. It's not the first half of the year. <laughs> it's the second half of the year. It's the only other half that exists. By nature, it's the seventh month. There's only 12. What? This bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. You know, you hope at some point the you know, the technology that they have, this stuff could be really promising. It might really do some incredible things in the future. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I'm, I'm hopeful, maybe, but it may
2: not. And you know, but they've it, given some people such a bad taste in their mouth over the vaccine now that they're going to be
0: skeptical about yeah. anything that comes. Yeah, up. You, I mean, you know, look, you know, you know it's totally totally true. Uh, and. It, there's got to be it's become a you know one of these issues that is split mainly on political lines and then there's a good mm-hmm. chunk of republicans in particular and this is this is the opposite of what it used to be i mean it used to be people like uh, you know uh, jim Carrey and and uh, rfk jr and who's still you know very much in that movement and uh Mm. you know what's her face jenny mccarthy McCarthy, Mm -hmm. who kind of led that you know the anti-vaccine sort of movement and they were largely on the left and that's changed i mean there's a great story about a a town in um california which was the most vaccine skeptical town in the country and they're Super liberal, they're like ninety percent Democratic voters, and really? this is before COVID. I'm talking about pre-COVID oh. vaccines. Okay, and so they were incredibly skeptical of the vaccines. Mm-hmm. You know, they they had breakouts of measles and mumps in the community, and, and all these things because mm-hmm. they were you know, and they just been they didn't want to, to do it. RFK Jr. They didn't listen to RFK Jr. and they didn't want to do it. And again, like I, you know, not necessarily the way I would advise people, but that's what they wanted to do, and so. Mm-hmm. They decided to choose that way until they were skeptical of all these vaccines until the COVID COVID vaccines, where then the COVID vaccines were the thing that the left was supposed to like and the right was not supposed to like. So then this town that had been super uh, skeptical of vaccines for decades just switched completely and had the highest vaccination rate in the area. Wow. And we're banning kids from school if they weren't vaccinated. And all of these things, there's really? like the exact opposite of what they had been doing this entire time. Isn't that interesting? It's fascinating. It really uh, especially is. Especially since Donald Trump is the one who,
2: <laughs> who really rushed that whole process through. Yeah. And provided a whole yeah. bunch of money to the pharmaceuticals to help them make it really quickly. And a bunch of liberals are like, "Yep, give me that Trump vaccine." Yeah,
0: they all, you know, they all hated big pharma huh. companies until the day the COVID uh, vaccines came. It really is fascinating, incredible. And I think honestly, it's one of the most uh, fascinating political developments that I've ever seen to see the next couple of years uh, develop. Because you know, Donald Trump, he just did an interview the other day. Yeah, he has not changed yeah. his view at all. Though the vaccines not are very positive, he says, you know, they saved a hundred million lives. Right. And you know, look it's you know he's survived this long because he knows his base very well and he that is not a viewpoint that his the base. base holds right now no that's for sure <laughs> they, they may have held it that's in 2021 sure. and 2020 but they don't hold it now. No, and he's trying don't. to run in a primary against people who who are – I mean, DeSantis is a great example. He was just as pro-vaccine as anybody else back when these things were coming out. And now he looks very skeptical. Right. People know their base. They know how to react to their base. And Trump is, like, sticking by this. It's going to be fascinating to see if he can pull that off. It's not going to be easy. That's going to be a political gym, uh, gymnast routine that no question. I, I've never seen anyone pull off before. Yeah. We'll he's he's done it before, though. He's been able to do that stuff before. So we'll see. 888-727-BECK.
2: More patents do for Glenn coming up.
0: The Glenn Back Program.
6: American Financing NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
0: It's easy sometimes to take things that we have in life for granted. If you're a homeowner, you know, it's a pretty good bet that you felt a lot more secure about your financial future a couple years ago than you do now. Inflation is, you know, been a disaster, growing, you know, fatter and fatter under the watchful eye of an administration, seemingly doing nothing but feeding it. And every day, the American economy looks a little bit bleaker than it did the day before. There are ways to fight this, and American Financing knows those ways inside and out. American Financing is saving people, just like you, an average of $695 a month. It's kind of a lot, and you know you don't want to wait around to get started. American Financing, you can give them a call today. Their salary-based mortgage uh, consultants can help you guide the the process through this entire you know cacophony of options they know it they know they're, they know what the gimmicks are and they'll keep you away from them if you start today you could skip up to two mortgage payments and give you additional savings call american finance and give them a try 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 or go to americanfinancing.net it's americanfinancing.net Glenn Beck, Stupor Gear,
2: Steve Dace, Chad Prather, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com, promo code GLENN. Pat Gray, Stupor Gear for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. You can listen to my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, every morning right before this one. 7 to 9 Eastern, 6 to 8 Central, uh, or any time you want, uh, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Same with Stu's show, except at a different time. Studios America, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn at blazetv.com slash GLEN, and you you can subscribe. Uh, Glenn, I'm not sure if he'll be back tomorrow. He's uh, been out for a couple days here, and, you know, mm-hmm. again, we mentioned this earlier. Uh, you know, if, you, if you're a prey in person... Uh, it would be great if you could say some prayers for Glenn and his family. They're going through some tough times, and we appreciate mm. your understanding. As you know, we, talked about some
2: of that. I mean, yes, they've really been through the ringer lately.
0: Um, yeah.
2: So yeah, <laughs> it's been,
0: I mean it's, it's been tough. A, it's been a rough road, and uh, you know, so we do appreciate uh, all of your. I know he really I mean, he really appreciates your prayers. It means a mm-hmm. lot to him uh, that so many of you take your your time and 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 think of him in those moments. So if if you don't mind, it's a good it's a good time. It's never a bad time, Pat. Never no, a bad right. time. Yeah, Not never a, a bad prayer, time to pray. Right now uh-huh. is a good time. Right,
2: it is. I would say. And I think you know a lot of us think that Glenn's got a pretty sweet life, <laughs> and in many ways he does. He, yes. However, right now and for a while, they've um, gone through some rough times as a family. Yeah, so
0: he, he's mentioned a yeah. lot of this stuff, and he it's has. funny because it doesn't matter. Obviously, Glenn's very successful. The guy at the Radio Hall of Fame, and you know mm-hmm. he's, he does well. Glenn does well, you mm-hmm. know, in, in mm-hmm. his career, uh, but. He, yeah, some stuff. It just doesn't matter. Hasn't made him I, immune. For, yeah, like any of us. It doesn't. It uh, doesn't. From so, trials. So. So anyway, we appreciate you uh, thinking of him and and uh, and hanging out with us here as we get to uh, fill in here for a couple of days and make fun of Al Gore mm-hmm. and and the <laughs> CEO of Pfizer. I mean, at least at least we get to have fun when he's in uh-huh. misery. <laughs> that's always good. You know, we get to still enjoy ourselves, and that's mm-hmm. the most important. Th- I think we can all agree that's the most important thing.
2: There's an interesting situation, and um. I'd like to know your thoughts on this, uh, Stu, because you still have young kids. My, my kids are grown now, mm-hmm. and so they don't do a lot of sleepovers. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I'm guessing that you... <laughs> oh, you don't... Yeah. yeah, they don't. Okay. Uh, as adults, they don't uh, sleep over at friends' house that often. Yeah, it's weird. Hmm. Uh, but there is a thing apparently right now where a lot of parents are kind of giving second thoughts to sleepovers and yeah. not allowing them. Mm-hmm. For uh, any number of reasons, one of which I, I guess, you know, they're afraid of abuse. Is that, is that, th- I think that's one of the mm-hmm. things. That's one of the reasons. And, Cause you, I mean, do you ever know for sure what's going on in somebody else's house?
0: No, you yeah. never know for sure. No. But uh, again, like this, this seems to tie into the fact that we've, despite the world being a statistically much safer place from crime than it was when we were young. Yeah. Much, much. Y- yeah. yeah. It's it, uh, true. It, you know that this is uh, Lenore Skenazy talks about this a lot. Where you know that we've kind of put this bubble wrap around our kids. I'm I'm totally guilty of this at some <laughs> Me level. Me too. Where you know my kids are young, and I remember when I was their age. You know, I would just wander out like a summer. My mom would go to work, and I would walk to my friend's house, was like a mile away, and we would hang out and play all day. And I'd come back. You know, this this typical yeah. story. You come back when it gets dark, and maybe have dinner and. And it's just, you know, people kind of mm-hmm. knew around the neighborhood and people kind of kept an eye on you a little bit. But basically, we did whatever we wanted, which most of the time was eating Hostess products uh, <laughs> and playing wiffle ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you came back and that was it. And I my kids don't do that. Everything, you know, no. like that's not I'm like, not let my kid walk around no. for a mile by himself to his friends. <laughs> like, I don't do that at all. Like, no. I, and I know because <laughs> we think this way a lot. Like, I'm a, I'm a guy who likes numbers. I can look at them and say, hey. I know intellectually this viewpoint makes no sense. Mm -hmm. I know it. I Mm -hmm. live in a safe area. We are in a low crime period. While we've seen it tick ups, you know, the 2020 period was, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit different. We've seen some things. Murder rate has gone gone up up in some cities. There are some problems, you know, obviously some drug abuse issues have risen over the years. But generally speaking, we are in a low crime period. Mm -hmm. We are in, you know, the, the most profound example of this is I was more than double, more than twice as likely to be killed in a mass shooting at my school when I was a kid than kids are now. Then kids are now, and that is it's blows people's minds. Yeah, it's more than double. Oh wow! In the I, now I if I when really? I was in high school it was in the nineties and crime rates were higher and the difference between mass shootings, uh, school shootings, I should say back then. And now is what we see now are very disturbed kids who get guns and try to essentially out take the leaderboard on their video game. Right. They come in and they decide they're going to try to kill as many people as possible. So we see mass shootings. What we saw in the 90s were two or three people being shot in a fight. Uh, we saw mm. people get mm-hmm. gangs, bring guns to school, you know, like there. But it wasn't as much, you know, it wasn't 20 or 30 people dying, but people were shot at school all the time. Back in the 90s. It just wasn't noticed as much. And I I find it hard to believe that a mom in the 90s who loses their kid because one person was shot at their school feels any, uh, you know, better about it than someone today who loses their kid in a mass shooting. But what this also means is more schools go without any shootings at all. Far more schools, when you look at the percentage of schools, go without mass shootings, because when we do see a shooting, it's usually one of these larger spectacle type shootings, people looking for attention. And look, that's a mm-hmm. whole other problem that's really difficult to solve. But the bottom line is when you send your kids to school in today's era, they are much safer. more likely to survive and not be shot.
2: Yeah. And they've taken a lot of precautions too. the yeah. schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're usually locked. Uh, it's usually much, much harder to get in. Yeah, that wasn't the case back in the day. It used to be you just walked into a school and you went to the principal's office if you needed, you know, to give a note to your child or bring them something that they needed, medication or whatever, and... You were not stopped or asked or frisked or no security guards, no security at all. Yeah, It's a a much different situation. If there was
0: a fight that broke out in a school like, you know, the gym teachers coming down the hallway to help break it up. Like, that's how that. Yeah, yeah, that's how it worked. That's not how it works now. No. So it is it is, you know, in some ways it's so much better. And the sleepover thing, I think, is part of this. Like we we hear these bigs, you know, um, uh, these terrible stories and they do happen. But, you know, generally speaking, these rates are a lot lower than they used to be. And that's positive, yeah. Uh, we should. We don't need to bubble wrap our kids as much as we do. But one of the one of the concerns, apparently, in addition to the
2: the abuse, if you don't know the parents really well, mm-hmm. um, and do you really know anybody well enough to to trust uh, your kids to be there overnight? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because you <laughs> just
0: never know. You, so it's so funny. We just <laughs> talked about this. I know, and it's not logical. <laughs> it's not. It's not logical. It's not. But here is how
2: illogical mm-hmm. I am. Uh, mm-hmm. My daughter. Uh, my youngest daughter was 16. So this was a few years ago because she's, she's 22 now. But when she was 16, she wanted to walk down. Cheap, uh, my wife wasn't home. And so she came in to me and, and, and said, I'm going to go down to the pond. We've got a pond like half a block from the house. Mm-hmm. And she just wanted to go down there and, and hang out. Uh, I don't know, throw rocks or whatever she was going to do at the pond. I'm like, no No, you
0: can't, no. (laughs) Wait, 16? She couldn't go to the pond half a block away? Half a block away.
2: No, I don't want you at the pond. Because who knows? Um, So I'm illogical that way. I am too. I'm not sure why. Because logically, I do know that the crime rate is much lower. And you know what are the chances of her being kidnapped or whatever at
0: 16? (laughs) Very low. It's it's low. Very low. Really, really low. I I think part of this is, I I know this is, I can only speak for myself (laughs) here. Part of it is like I just don't want to be the one who approves the thing that goes wrong like, I, I, like yeah. I, I like it's almost selfish in a way, like I know I would beat myself up till the end of time if I was like, "Yeah, sure, go down to the pond and then God forbid something, something happens. terrible happens, yeah. and so you just decide like no, just eliminate the, every bit of risk from their lives right. that's not how to build you know, a a healthy adult, right? I think we're seeing the effects of that. And so I do try, you know, when I realize this instinct to myself, I try to cure it in real time. My kids do sleepovers. Um, They do? Yeah, they do. We haven't stopped Mm. that. Although I have seen, noticed, there is some hesitance among parents now. You know, I, I'm not in the parents groups as much as my wife, but occasionally she tells, tells, talks to me about this, that she's talking to one of her friends and, you know, they don't, they don't really like to do sleepovers with their kids. And, yeah. again, you know, these are people that, that are friends and, you know, a lot of times that they know and I would think trust, mm-hmm. but there is a there's a hesitance. And I just I think we just kind of jump to the worst case scenario a lot. Yeah, we do. And according
2: to this article, it's pretty prevalent now where parents say no to sleepovers like really. This. Yeah, they're worried about, you know, not not only are they worried about crime, but they're worried about whether or not the people have guns in their home and whether they're locked away safe or whatever. So there's a gun fear.
0: Uh, so like so I'm a let's say I'm a liberal and mm-hmm. my kid wants to sleep over at Pat Gray's house. Pat Gray's probably mm-hmm. a gun I got t- guns. yeah, he's got them all yeah. over the place. Well, they're probably I used laying to, all over the
2: counter. Of course.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Like, I leave them out on the kitchen counter. Right. Yeah. Like you, you know. AR15s out there and a couple of 9 millimeters. Right, they're just hanging out like, you know, yeah. in, if you go to like the dog toy basket, there's just a, an <laughs> AR15 in there and I don't want my kid in that environment. That's kind of the stuff you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, what else? Is there any, any other concerns? COVID exposure? Okay. So, all right. So, you like I'm a I'm a mm-hmm. COVID zero guy. I'm mm-hmm. wearing a mask. I'm wearing three masks to the gym, right? You know, and then I'm coming yep. home and I don't want my my kid cuz you as a, as a evil conservative are probably just Well, not only do I have
2: guns, I've got uh, the COVID virus that's just in petri dishes yeah, all over all the over house. the house.
0: All over the house. And you you add it as and like spill a it seasoning a on times. each meal. Yes. you just instead of salt, you're <laughs> yes. sprinkling on COVID. Yeah. Also, yeah. is there are there alcohol or drugs in mm-hmm. the home? Okay? Because I mean, that's true. like I there's a the, mm. some people have alcohol in their house. Some mm-hmm. people um, have it and make sure that it's protected from their kids and others like might just have a open liquor cabinet that might. Yeah. I mean, I remember this back <laughs> in the day. There were kids that their parents, you know, would drink, uh, you know, drank alcohol and they would uh, they would they'd had their ways of drinking some while the parents were at work and like filling the bottle back up with water and like trying to mm. cover it. And like that stuff happened. That mm-hmm. was that was a, that was mm-hmm. a real thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Uh, what about older siblings? Is that a consideration?
0: <laughs> do they have older siblings where something yeah, could happen? Yeah, I get Yeah, right. Okay. I can see that. Right? Oh my uh, God. I'm never letting uh, my kids <laughs> sleep over anywhere. Why are you scaring I, me like no. this? No, I uh, know. Yeah. Again, I think there's appropriate. You have, you do have to think about these things as a parent. I mean, I think that one of the big things is, do you trust that other parent? Mm-hmm. Is the parent going to be home? Can they keep uh, you safe? Uh, are they going kids, to said? make sure things don't go awry? Right, in the middle of the night, you know, are, are yeah. there, you know you want your kids sneaking out and vandalizing the neighborhood, right uh, you know that you want to make sure that they actually stay in the house, you know maybe especially when they're younger, that they actually mm-hmm. go to bed at a decent hour, like yeah. you know we've had you know we've had our kids sleep over uh, their friends' houses a couple times, and they come back and like you stayed up to like two a m now didn't you? I can tell because you're right. a different person today and you look like you went on a bender for six <laughs> weeks, so i <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you got to get that sense of not every parent has the same standards as you. Like, you know, my kid, you know, they're going to go to bed basically at the same time every night. It's not going to be too late. And speaking
2: of that, some some parents apparently uh, have come to a compromise where you can stay there till, you know, late, like 10 or eleven midnight. Yeah, and then go pick them up. And go get them. Yeah, that's a, like a, they call that a half over.
0: A half over. Mm-hmm.
2: Or a late over. late <laughs> Stupid we are a weird group of people Stu- aren't we? Oh, oh man yeah. it's just it's amazing so uh but i I just find it interesting because apparently a lot of people have just decided it's not worth it, and so they just say no, just because they don't they won't they don't want to mess with any of the risk um who knows what could happen, maybe nothing, but I'm not going to take the chance, which kind of makes sense to me, you know being a uh probably um oversensitive parent to those kinds of things as I am. So uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um no seven
0: two seven B E C K. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More coming up. All right, there's a reason why Blinds.com has over 40,000 five-star reviews. It becomes obvious when you see how their window treatments can give your home that new year look. And the best part, Blinds.com makes it incredibly affordable at the same time. If you're ready to make that noticeable difference in the way your home looks, Blinds.com is your one-stop shop for anything and everything to do with window treatments. We're talking blinds, we're talking drapes, shutters, even the really cool stuff like motorized shades. You can find it all at blinds.com. They have the latest styles, fabrics and materials for you to choose from, and just as importantly, they have a team of experts who can help you pick what's right for you and your home. And when it, you know, when it kind of seems like there's too many choices, you need that help. They can help you with that. If you need help measuring and installing, they'll do that as well. Everything is backed by blinds.com 100% satisfaction guarantee and shipping is always included. So don't wait. Your home's uh, new look awaits. I've used Blinds.com. It's a great, great service, and it really makes a huge difference in your home. Shop Blinds.com and save up to 40% site-wide, including 40% off all mini-blinds, up to 40% off everything right now at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Glenn Beck.
2: Pat and Stu for Glenn triple eight seven two
0: seven B E C K. You found a statistic on the uh, school shootings. Yeah, I mentioned this that it was you're more likely to die in the nineties, <clears throat> and so yeah. I wanted to I wanted to dig up in the break the actual statistic because it is literally one of the most mind blowing things. That I've ever looked at in this data and the reason I looked at it is because you know of course we are in the middle of this gun debate all the time every time there's a school shooting Mm -hmm. it's we need to take away all guns so I wanted to look at what does this actually look like you know Mm -hmm. what's the what are the facts so here are the facts I got it I did get it a little bit wrong I should uh, confess Uh, this is a stat this is as of 2018 just so you know so it doesn't reflect the you know the recent uh, shootings or the recent uh, rise in violence that we've had particularly since COVID but it doesn't. It, it would it would minimize these numbers a little bit, but it's you know still largely true. Someone who went to school in the 1990s was four times as likely to die in a school shooting than a student is today, as wow. of 2018. That's that is surprising. It's surprising jaw dropping because yeah, I mean four even, times even someone like people like wow. us who really believe in the Second Amendment mm-hmm. really don't believe in the media coverage of the Second Amendment um who are you know follow this stuff closely every day mm. even i would have never imagined that was accurate but it is or at least it was as of 2018 uh, that's it'd still be multiple times yeah it'd be three uh, times maybe much, yeah. i don't know i'm just getting, yes. throwing it out there i don't know exactly but the bottom line was you know when when overall crime rates are higher these things happen, and they just don't make a dent in the news, especially when they're not designed for spectacle. And that's the mm-hmm. biggest problem, I think, with mass shootings that we have not figured out how to cure. It's got nothing to do with the guns. It's, it, it's not even a security issue or, you know, in some ways, it's not even a mental health issue. It, it's a spectacle issue. People are trying to get this attention. And if you, don't, if you don't cure that, you'll never stop the mass shooting thing. But, I mean, to think that, like, we are, I was in real danger back in the day, Pat. I, mean, yes, God, I was I feel like yeah, I was dodging were. bullets all the time now. <laughs> I don't remember any of those shootings, but I'm sure they occurred. Had to have. I had to have.
2: Alright. Uh triple eight seven two seven B E C
0: K Glenn back program.
2: Good news to share with you. Uh, can't wait to share it. It's about the economy. Uh, also, some great news from Minnesota as they're proposing uh, feminine hygiene products in the men's, in the boys' room. Oh, finally, so finally, finally somebody said it. It's somebody. So
0: every time you have to go to the other to the, to the right? girls' room to get one, it's just such a pain. Yeah. I know. We're, like, why isn't it in the men's room? That's why. How that's why often were you? did you have
2: to do that in high oh, school? Like all the time, you know. Time, right? Forty, fifty times yeah, a day. Yeah, so irritating. I, I'm not a biologist, so uh, I don't know for sure. That and more coming up in a minute.
0: So life is busy. Something like switching from one mobile carrier to another sounds like a hassle, and it can be, but. If you're not thrilled with your cell phone bill every month, uh, you know you may be even less thrilled to learn that the money you're sending to these companies is being donated to leftist causes. Patriot Mobile is now offering service with all three major networks, which means you know if you're with the big three and you like their service but hate their values, you can access them through Patriot Mobile. This uh, comes with a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch among the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile shares your values and won't send your hard-earned dollars to aid in the destruction of America. It seems like a basic promise, but you know, they also are going to make switching really easy, uh, which is really important as well. No one needs the extra hassle. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching very easy. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck, PatriotMobile.com slash Beck, or call them at 878-PATRIOT, 878-PATRIOT. You can get free activation today with the offer code BECK. It's patriotmobile.com slash back or 878 Patriot.
2: Uh, wow. Uh it looks like Alec Baldwin. This is a surprise to me. I he has been charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. Mm. Wow. Uh didn't expect that.
0: I, I thought he'd just, just skate because he's Alec Baldwin. Yes. I could see that that yeah. probably would have that was leading the board in Vegas on, the, on what yeah, was going bet, to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I would say had that. Had to be. Yeah. Had to be. The most likely option that he would and just he get no, no responsibility for
2: it because he didn't – he wasn't aiming the gun and he didn't shoot the gun.
0: Well, he did Yet do both somehow,
2: of those things. Yeah. <laughs> somehow both of those things happened with the gun in his hand.
0: Right. So it's kind of strange. And that, I think he has a legitimate defense mm-hmm. if, you know, he didn't load it and he was told it was a mm-hmm. blank and, you know – Yeah. All those things. uh, I think uh, he can't be he can't be held responsible for not knowing that there was a a real bullet in there for some reason. I mean, that's that's something that should be taken out of his hands as an actor.
2: Yeah. So Uh, I I think both he and the armorer, the -hmm. person who put the bullet in there uh, are being charged are facing the involuntary
0: manslaughter charge. Wow. That's so it, yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's big. All the stuff he's done. Yeah, that's he, really something. He, he's and he's had a bunch of bumps with the police over the years. Mm-hmm. Good old Alec. But I mean, for, the, for these poor people who were killed, I mean, geez. Yeah. You know, you, you, there should be some justice there.
2: Yeah. Somebody should pay a price because,
0: you know, it cost a woman her life. So. It, it really did. Yeah. And really uh, so, yeah, that's uh, happening now. Now, what's the punishment for something like that? It's probably not that that dramatic, right? Is it jail time even? Involuntary manslaughter? Involuntary? I think they make you stop doing really bad movies. Oh, my god. That's that's worse than prison time Uh for him. Uh, That's all he wants. That's, yeah. That's all he does. He wants to stop doing really (laughs) crap. He wants (laughs) to keep doing really crappy movies. And you're going to stop that? and he can't. He can't. What's the last movie? What's the last Alec Baldwin movie that you saw or slash liked? Let me think.
2: Mm, I'm going to say he was in in, uh, one of the mission impossible movies with tom cruise okay and he was pretty good in that i liked him in that i mean he is a i I do think he's actually a pretty good actor yeah he's not bad but uh yeah it's been a while but they're not there's not a lot of great you know i I never hear hey uh, are you going to that new alec baldwin movie right i don't think those words have ever been spoken by anybody i know so so mission impossible fallout is the one
0: you're talking about i think i think 2018 yeah Okay, and you know, so four
2: years, five years ago now.
0: Yeah, wow. Uh, so it's been a while. There, been there, a while since then. There hasn't really. I wouldn't say there's been anything notable per se. He, he was Are movie, you looking at the IDB, IMDb? IMDb yeah, I mean, uh. there was a Delorean movie, which I actually sounds interesting. I would not mind seeing a movie movie. about the. DeL- oh, okay. I framing, saw that
2: Framing John Delorean.
0: I saw that. Any good?
2: It's kind of a documentary slash. Uh,
0: okay. uh
2: acting thing because he he plays john devlorian in it but it's it's also
0: part documentary so it's like he's doing reenactments. reenactment yeah basically. see i can't like that's yeah weird not necessarily the peak kind of, of a weirdly done thing yeah the boss baby he's the voice of boss oh, baby yeah. which is no, again did voice not, stuff did i saw some that. of that because i have kids all oh, right um going back though it's did been a it?
2: while uh, Could, did you love the boss baby thing uh
0: you know it was as those movies go it, it was okay it, it was really you know, it was all right i guess right. i don't know i don't remember it exactly oh he was also in mission impossible rogue nation yeah that's the one I he was in concussion the anti-nfl movie that's 2015 but we're we're getting back here now that was a pretty good movie have you seen it i think i did see it at the time I,
2: yeah I,
4: I'm,
0: uh, it was not bad yeah Again, i mean they're going after the nfl yeah. but and i feel i feel like there's a little bit of that stuff that's mm-hmm. like oh, we have a perfect understanding of this thing now. Let's blame all the people who may have gotten some things wrong before. Exactly. Like, there's a lot of that going on in that in uh, the concussion is. story. Yeah, there is. We're like, you know, one of the big, what, what makes it a great movie, right? This doctor, was he a Nigerian doctor, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, mm-hmm. no one knows who he is. He discovers this thing. He tries to get attention and everyone blows him off. Well, that's because he was a Nigerian doctor out of nowhere that no one knew. <laughs> That's why that happened. Now that doesn't mean it's they right, act, but they act like it was an evil thing, right? And it was evilly done, yeah, by the NFL. Like the, if I remember the, and it's been a while since we did the concussion stuff, but like it, the year that the NFL, the the year that Boston's the Boston uh, University Hospital was very, uh, I think it was BU, It was one of those uh, ho- hospitals that really kind of was the leader mm-hmm. in saying, hey, you know, a bunch of collisions in sports like this is going to could lead to CTE. Mm-hmm. That the year. They discovered that. I don't remember which year it was. The next year was the first year the NFL put in restrictions. Like, they immediately, the next season acted on that and started changing things. And, like, you know, maybe Mm. it didn't happen as fast as possible. But, like, I don't know. If it took the the, the university hospital that long to, to recognize it, like, are we supposed to say, like, the NFL has a bunch of employees, very highly credentialed doctors, who said this wasn't the case? And, like, of course they believe the people that they hired. Why, they should have hired the Nigerian doctor if they believed him. <laughs> they, they looked at the other – and then people were like, oh, well, it was all about money. And, like, I'm sure, of course, like, there, there, that stuff leaks into these decisions at times. But, like, we just love to do this. Everyone mm-hmm. loves – they did this with Ronald Reagan back in the in – the, with AIDS. You know, HIV, you know, starts coming out. And AIDS starts coming out. People start freaking out about it. And everyone's like, well – yeah uh, uh, Ronald Reagan didn't even say the word AIDS until 1986. <laughs> like, they say this stuff all the time. Yeah. And you go back first of all it wasn't even true he had said it but it was not true. But and he funded he funded he research. He was the first president, yeah. the first year after it was it was uh it after was it named was by the medical authorities, mm-hmm. he funded research. He was the first president to fund research. He raised it by like about an average of 80% every year he was in office. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And, um, and and you go back and you look at this and it's like people say he never he never spoke about AIDS until whatever it was 1986, whatever the year was. And it's funny because, <laughs> you know, what happened in 1984, Pat? People might be why you won the national championship. Uh, <laughs> Is that what you're referring to? Definitely not what I was referring to. Really? The BYU National oh, Championship. Okay. No, that huh, was not. I thought that. It was very memorable, but no. <laughs> I
2: thought it was, as soon as you said 1984, 84. most people no.
0: thought BYU National Championship in football. I mean, a huh. disproportionate <laughs> amount of people in this audience did say that, but yeah, no, that's not what everyone said. Um the, what, what they might think of huh. is the 1984 presidential election. And what happens in a presidential election? First of all, the president goes all over the place and answers tons of questions from reporters and then mm-hmm. does a bunch of debates. Guess what? None of the reporters or debates, none of the questions were about AIDS. AIDS. Not one question. Mm-hmm. The entire presidential campaign in 1984 were about this topic. Were I, I'm sorry. Were all of the reporters also anti-gay? Why didn't they care at all about this topic? They didn't right. ask him about it once. Right. So, I yeah. mean, again, it's just idiotic to, 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 to apply this retroactive sort of justice to people who were dealing with things at a time they didn't know have all the information we have the, now. I think the first awareness I ever
2: had of it was, what, 81, 82 in there somewhere? I mean, we didn't know that much about it no. in 84. We, we didn't know... A lot of things about it. No. And there was all kinds of sketchy information about how you get it and how you pass it on. And People how
0: didn't know. People didn't they know. They were in an era of uncertainty. It, they the, didn't have all the information we have now. So to judge yep. them by those standards is ridiculous. The knowledge was ramping up. And by the way, he did a lot. I mean, Reagan did a lot to stop this problem. And, yeah. he did, he did, and he was the person who started it. He started the fight against AIDS when it comes to government funding. Sure did. And, and usually the left, the only thing they care about is government funding. They don't care about the private <laughs> efforts to do anything about it. They only care about mm-hmm. government funding. And you know, the, this was, the research into this was, was highly funded, especially for that era. Especially from a guy who specifically was trying to shrink government. He, right. he expanded yeah. it in that area. That's how much he cared about it. And you know it was not on the top of the mind of most Americans at that time. And you could say that that's wrong, but it was not just a Reagan problem by any means. If anything, Reagan did more to do to help it than anybody else at that time. So again, this stuff just seems to happen over and over again. And uh, and that was all from trying to figure out a movie that we saw from Alec Baldwin <laughs> that we liked. <laughs> I go back to uh, uh, well, yeah. gosh, I mean, huh. I'm I, I'm trying to find. I mean, he was in The Aviator, 2004. <laughs> the Aviator. Okay. You yeah, know? that was a good movie. That was a good movie. I, I liked it. The, uh, I mean, one of my favorite movies of all time is The Royal Tenenbaums, and that was 2001. So we're going way back wow, to find, long I think, a lot of his, you know, one of his, his, his good times. It's been a while. Been a while. So anyway, poor uh, Alec Baldwin, uh, maybe
2: maybe getting in trouble a little bit. Charged slightly with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. Still
0: pretty surprising. Wow. Why are you going to this bad news when we have all this good news? I know. About we do setting new records. Really, really good news. I'm, I'm incredibly excited about this. I hope you are as well. Mm-hmm. We have. Get ready for it, America. Because you've been, you have, if, especially if you have some, some liberal friends, you know people who are responsible for this. And you should give them all the credit for this today. Make sure you find one of your liberal friends today and give them a hug and say congratulations <laughs> and thank you. Why? We have officially hit the debt ceiling. <laughs> yeah. 31 plus yeah. trillion
2: dollars.
0: We've done it, America. Yes. 31.4 trillion, I believe. Yes. Yeah. 31.4 trillion dollars. Very now, exciting. That doesn't mean, of course, we do anything. We don't stop spending or cut spending or get any more. No, that would be crazy. responsible.
2: Uh, I mean, don't even engage in crazy talk. As Nancy Pelosi that's what said, there's
0: no crumbs left. There's nothing left in the cupboard. We, there's nothing to cut. There's nothing in this government to cut, Pat. (laughs) So we are not going to do that. What we're going to do is shift money around for the next few months and try to avoid catastrophe. That's what we're going to do. All right, good. And you know, it's 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 funny. I love it. What is the? I'm really, I'm fascinated by the the media coverage of this particular thing because what they say is Republicans are trying to use this as some sort of negotiating tool. And McCarthy's out there saying, look, we're ready now to negotiate this. Like, let's not wait until catastrophe is right around the corner. We don't want that. We want to do it right now. And Republicans are saying that, like, hey, like, let's deal with this right now together so we don't have to push us to the economic limit. Mm -hmm. And when we get close to that economic limit, because, of course, the Democrats are outwardly saying we will not negotiate with you on this. No, we're not going to talk to you about it. We're just going to wait. When we get close... The media will all blame Republicans. Mark my words, this will occur. They will all say, Mm -hmm. this is usually in the past. Um, Republicans and Democrats just passed this. It was a bipartisan thing. They didn't even, they didn't have any cuts. They, They didn't, this was not supposed to be a political football. They just came out and they passed it. And that's the way it's supposed to be. The whole point of the debt ceiling is that this does not occur. There's no point in having a debt ceiling in reality, right? The debt ceiling mm-hmm. is... There's no reason to have one in a in a basic, pragmatic sense. You well, just keep borrowing money until people will stop borrowing money. The debt ceiling is in lieu of a budget. Right. And, and it's part of that, right? Like, when yeah. we say the debt ceiling was put in so that we wouldn't just constantly <laughs> overrun every number, we'd have to stop and think about it. It was put in there to intentionally make it difficult to raise this limit so that you'd have to act and try to change things when you wanted to rise, raise it. If you're constantly passing the de- debt limit, you have to constantly keep addressing these issues and hopefully, it will scare the people a little bit in Washington to do something about it. It's the whole point of it. There's no reason to have a debt ceiling. You know, other countries don't have debt ceilings. The point was, this was a conservative mm-hmm. uh, wall put up to say, hey, Guys, if you're going up to this wall, something's wrong. You need to change something. And if you're all going to agree that you can't do it this time, okay, but you're going to have to at least vote to raise it. And so Mm -hmm. that has happened many times. But it also has occurred where conservatives mainly have said, hey, this is wrong. We can't keep doing this. And let's cut spending. Let's find some things to, 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 uh, to cut, to change, so that we don't hit the next debt ceiling in another six months. Mm-hmm. that's sensible it's what you're supposed to do when the debt ceiling comes up you don't wait till the last minute it's the democrats that are waiting republicans are ready to do this you know you can blame republicans for a lot of things and i do but this is a this is democrats this is what they're doing and this is entirely their fault and if we do get close to this real catastrophe where we can't pay our debts it will be their fault mm-hmm.
2: absolutely 888-727-BECK more coming up
0: one minute Dealing with aches and pains in your everyday life can be exhausting. Do you ever find yourself thinking about all the things you used to be able to do, almost on autopilot, that you can't do anymore because you're dealing with pain? Little things like, you know, taking the stairs, uh, getting down on the floor, wrestling around with the kids or the grandkids. Monumental tasks when you're hurting uh, used to be easy. Well, there's a solution that could help you. It's called Relief Factor. It's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and it has four key ingredients that fight inflammation which is the source of uh, much of the pain that we deal with. It could work for you. They had a three-week quick start going on right now. It's only nineteen ninety-five. It's like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF, 800 relief uh, Get the nineteen three-week quick start. Why not give it a shot? If you've got pain, it's something to try. ReliefFactor.com or the, call 800-4-RELIEF. the number four, relief. It's Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Ten seconds. Station ID. It
2: was in Pearl Harbor.
0: What Alec Alec Baldwin? Pearl Harbor. Oh, I was gonna say he doesn't seem that old. <laughs> so he was uh, Doolittle. Uh, that movie. Remember that? Not particularly well received. As a, I liked it though. Some people did like it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely I, I liked had some, it okay. um, some amazing scenes. I yeah. do
2: remember. He was in one of my favorite romantic comedies, Notting Hill.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. we he okay, was we're in that back, briefly, But is... that was yeah, that was
2: 1999.
0: Yeah, you're going way it's back It's been for this a stuff.
2: long time since he's been in just really good movies. Uh yeah, so.
4: Mhm.
0: And now he's not going to be in anything. I mean, certainly like, like let's say you're. Alec Baldwin is not a normal person. Like he's a weirdo and Mm -hmm. kind of like a a real head case and has had all sorts of problems over a million different things. But can you imagine if this happened to you, let's say in the most innocent way, you are in a movie, you have a gun, a shot, you know, a, a scene with guns. You think you're pointing a gun at somebody for, you know, a rehearsal or even in a scene. You pull the trigger, and the person gets shot. Can you imagine? How would you live I with yourself? I, uh, I couldn't. I mean, it's not your fault hard, at all in, right. this, in this scenario. I don't know if Alec Baldwin was at fault. But in this scenario, painted as not your fault at all, mm-hmm. it would be soul-crushing. How would you go back to doing another movie with a gun in it? Right? It would be, you'd be it, terrified.
2: It would be virtually impossible. Virtually and impossible. I, I think they finished that movie, didn't they? Did they eventually go back Did and do really? it? Because I think, I think it's coming out. Yeah, I think Rust is going to happen.
0: So this is you know this has happened throughout uh, history. We should maybe uh, do this here in a couple of minutes. There's this you know uh, is one of these articles. I think it was from like BuzzFeed or something, but it was the the uh, 20 different um, th- behind the scenes moments that are incredibly creepy from movies that mm-hmm. actually happen in real life. Some of them are insane, and I I didn't remember them. Thing really weird things that happen on set. Okay. That oh actual things actual that happened things during the filming of the mm-hmm. movie. And they're just either really strange or really sad or weird the way they handled it. Some mm. of the stuff I couldn't believe. I mean, people dying on set and then them using it in promotional movie posters later on for the movie. Oh, like the actual wow. death. <laughs> you could not do that today. No, no you way. Should would you not get away do with that. that. No, no that's a bad idea in yeah. every way possible. But wow. we should bring you some of these. Some of these, I I was like, I couldn't believe some of them. And you know, this is what happened. I, I guess. You know, you get through some. The world of that. has changed a lot. It really, sometimes look, we do get on this kick a lot that the world has changed, and a lot of times it feels like hell. Some of the things uh, are improvements. Yeah, <laughs> there are some of them yeah. that are improvements, and
2: maybe not using an actual death of a <laughs> of a person <laughs> yeah, in a movie yeah. to promote a movie is that maybe that's I, a good
0: it's thing. It's one of them. Like imagine yeah, if they put Alec Baldwin on the on the cover of this movie and released it like. As he's shooting, they, they use the real scene that he's really shooting. Like, that was really happening back in the day. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, think about that.
2: There's no way you get away with that uh, in the year 2023. Uh, all right. Plus, we got to tell you about the uh, innovation in Minnesota. They're finally, I mean, finally, uh, they're going to install menstrual products in boys' restrooms. It's about time. Yeah finally you fought for these changes america oh my gosh and now you have them for how long Mm -hmm. have you fought so long so that's a really good change as well that that is uh coming to pass (laughs) another good change the new zealand prime minister announced uh she's going to step down for some reason man she is she was a tyrant i mean during the pandemic i am not sure there was anybody worse on the planet than she was that and lots more uh coming up the glenn back program
0: Okay, so I'm a guy who appreciates convenience as much as anybody, and when it comes to feeding your dog, you know I get that the kibble food is the easiest way. It's not; it's often the cheapest way. You, know, you don't want the hassle, but the dog is not getting the nutrition it needs out of this food. Your dog is, you know, getting insufficient nutrients. This is, the factory bakes everything good out of the food when they're making this, so it lasts on the shelf for years. And you know, you understand why, but is that the right thing you want for your dog? And uh, you want your dog to have the best that they can possibly have they you want them to have the the nutrients that they need rough greens is here to help you with that it's not a dog food it's a supplement developed by naturopathic dr dennis black that you sprinkle on the dog food and it's chock full of vitamins minerals probiotics antioxidants you name it if it's healthy for your dog it's probably in rough greens and most dogs love it will go crazy for it the folks at rough greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it they have a special deal for you Go to roughgreens.com slash beck. They're going to give you the first trial bag free. Yes, free. All you pay is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash beck or 833-GLEN33. It's 833 glenn 33 Check out my show,
2: Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern, 6 to 8 Central, or anytime and anywhere you get your podcast.
0: We were talking about Alec Baldwin and the shooting that he was involved in. He's being charged with involuntary manslaughter. And we kind of got off on a tangent here of, of these movies in history that have these weird moments behind them. And some of them are really, really strange and weird and disturbing. You know, like we were talking off the air. Um, it was uh, Bruce Lee after Bruce Lee died in the film. Ga- uh, he died after filming, um, you know, during the, the filming of Game of Death. <laughs> just the name of the movie. Um, but he died and they had his funeral and they actually used footage from his funeral in the movie. So like his actual corpse was in the movie. Oh, wow. Which is kind of a weird, a just creepy. a weird thing. Yeah, a little creepy. A little yeah. creepy. Didn't somebody hit him in the stomach or
2: something as part of the test for that? Or am I thinking of somebody else? I'm not
0: sure. I'm not sure on that. Yeah. But we mentioned this one before, which is, I think, maybe one of the most unbelievable things I've ever read. The film Kane, C-A-I-N-E. It was That was the name of the movie. They were doing a stunt. It was a, had something to do with sharks. And they were doing a stunt scene with a, a shark. I guess they prepared the shark to be docile. So he would swim by this person. It, would, you know, it was an underwater scene. It would be danger, but nothing would happen. I didn't know you could train a shark. That's interesting. I guess like there's hmm. certain things you could do to like... Uh, almost like... They, they say they dragged it. I'll, let me read this to you because it's incredible. So this... <laughs> in the waters off of Mexico's... Uh, one of their islands... A movie company was shooting a sequence for a film called Shark using a docile bull shark that had previously been dragged onto a beach for a period to make it groggy. I guess that's what they did at the time. Okay. However, suddenly a huge white shark appeared um, and went through a protective net. And then it swam up to the camera lens as crewmen inside steel mesh cages grabbed for their spear guns. The shark wound up killing the stuntman. Mm. Then the movie company, instead of being like, oh, my God, we can't release this movie. They changed the name of the movie from Kane to Shark (laughs) with the tagline Shark will rip you apart. (laughs) Then in the promotional materials, they included the actual pictures of the guy being eaten by the shark. Oh, man, that's hard
2: to believe. That is hard to believe.
0: To the point of, like, you can see the blood in the pictures of this guy dying. Oh, man. And they used it for wow. the promotional pictures. <laughs> Incredible. Kind of not cool. Kind of not, no. It's sort of disturbing. There's some really weird 9-11 stuff, too. <laughs> some of it's just like... So, you remember do the, remember the Dana Carvey movie, Master of Disguise? No. Not do... Mm. A lot of people don't either. This is mm-hmm. when Dana Carvey tried to leave SNL and kind of have a movie career... This movie bombed famously. Maybe this was part of the reason it wasn't all that funny, though. They were filming it and apparently were informed of the event, events of 9-11 during the turtle scene where he looks like a, he's disguised as a turtle. And so right. they're in the middle of filming this. They hear about 9-11. They have a moment of silence and then go back to the turtle scene. <laughs> Can you imagine? You just hear about 9-11 going on. You're like, huh. all, right, you're right, all right, back uh-huh. to the turtle thing. All right, let's get that done. <laughs> Another interesting 9-11 one they have, mm-hmm. this is from BuzzFeed, by the way, um, uh, Paris Hilton, remember her, uh, the, her scandal initially that kind of brought her into everyone's attention was her sex tape. Mm-hmm. And she had mm-hmm. sex with somebody and um, it was on tape. And then the, the guy, if I remember the, the way this worked, the guy wound up releasing it, like he wound up releasing it as an adult film, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it was right after you know, 9-11 had happened. So the actual porn movie starts with, in memory of 9-11, we will never forget. <laughs> and then it goes into a <laughs> stolen sex tape. Wow. <laughs> that one's weird. Wow. A little weird. Uh-huh. Um, however, I will say, I don't know if anything beats this one. You uh, Remember the X-Files? Sure. X-Files goes on for years. It's all about conspiracy theories. Then the X-Files is ending and they decide to have it try a spin-off thing. The spin-off is called The Lone Gunman. And this you know, I guess it was like in the X-Files there was like a, a a conspiracy publication called The Lone Gunman. And uh they they try to spin this off and they have a pilot episode that they run for this show. And in the pilot episode, which airs in March of 2000, they talk about a conspiracy to crash a plane into the World Trade Center. This again was on television in March of 2000. How do we not how did I not know this? I don't I don't know. Wow. Yeah, and, I I've never heard of that. I've never heard of it either. And so huh. then the the people who created Chris. the show were like the first thing we thought of was like we just aired a show where this happened or it was a, in the in the show I believe they it was a narrow miss. They didn't actually you know complete the journey into the World Trade Center, the uh, terrorism. And in the movie it was a conspiracy, supposed to be a terrorist attack, but in reality it was like the government or like, you know, arms dealers trying to, you know, start a war or whatever, which of course was a big part of the actual conspiracy about 9-11. Yeah. Um, but I think we did, we dig this up. This is, the, this is, we actually dug up some of the footage. It's a little, it's really, really grainy and hard to, to understand at times, but listen to this. This is again from before 9-11. Okay.
4: We know
1: mm-hmm. It's a war game scenario that it has to do with airline counterterrorism. Why is that important enough to kill for? Because it's no longer a game. But if some terrorist group wants to act out this scenario, why target you for assassination? Depends on who your terrorists are. The men who conceived of it in the first place. Hmm. You're saying our government plans to commit a terrorist act against a domestic airline? There you go. Indicting the entire government, as usual. It's a faction. A small faction. For well, what possible
6: gain? The Cold War's over, John. oh But with no clear enemy to stockpile against, the arms market's flat. But bring down a fully loaded 727 into the middle of New York City, and you'll find a dozen tin-pot dictators all over the world
1: just clamoring to take responsibility and begging to be smart-bombed. I can't believe it. Th- this is about increasing arms sales. Mm-hmm. When? (laughs) Tonight? How are you gonna stop them? Why didn't you tell the world this? Go to the press! You think I'd still
6: be drawing breath 30 minutes after I made that call? The press? Who's gonna run this story?
1: Byers, you want to clue us in?
0: We got a plane to catch. So they said to get on the plane and try to stop it from inside the plane. Interesting. The targeted flight. Wow. was chosen
6: primarily for its visibility. It's scheduled to pass over Manhattan
0: to Boston. Boston. They
1: intend to bring us down in the middle of New York City.
0: At this what if there is So no they left Boston? from Boston. They're going to Boston I think of in the in the show instead of leaving from Boston, but pretty close. Wow. And they're looking at a map in the scene where you could see where they're where the the destination point plan. of the flight is the flight yeah. plan. They're mapping the data now. And they're looking at where does where is the data. Where are they going to are going to go?
2: But they stop it. You
0: said before it, they get to their destination. Yeah, they eventually get on the flight. This is when they're figuring out where the flight's going to go. Liars,
1: your flight's going to make an unscheduled stop in exactly twenty-two minutes
0: unscheduled stop in 22 minutes corner of liberty and washington corner of liberty and washington mm.
6: Mm.
0: world trade center gonna crash the plane into the world trade, world trade center. center oh my gosh to, they just said it. they're gonna crash the plane into the world trade center so anyway it goes on so to show the scene
2: was that did that movie play in a cave in afghanistan right that's amazing,
0: Incredible, isn't it? right? Because I remember when 9-11 happened, thinking to myself, okay, it was hard to predict. Like, how could anyone know that they were going to, you know.
2: Right. You and, would
0: never think of that. And then here it was on TV, like a few months earlier. Wow. Did it, you say that was from
2: 2000 from, I think it was March 2000, I think it was. Oh, okay. So like a, a, year, a year, year and a few b- months before. Yep. Wow. Isn't that bizarre? Really incredible. I, I didn't know about that at all.
0: No, I, I mean just w- now. apparently the show did not do very well. It uh, never really caught on. But uh, wow, yeah, and, they, and you see in the movie they're uh, they're going right at the World Trade Center in a plane, and then they, they pull up in the typical movie way, or this is a series, but like they pull up as hard as they can on the uh, you know the plane, and they just miss the top of the World Trade Center as they go by. I mean, it's really how the heck really did that something. happen? Wow, uh, a couple quick more and more before we go, uh, Jim Caviezel. When mm-hmm. he was filming the, uh, you know. Played Jesus. Yes. in uh... Passion of the Christ. Pa- mm-hmm. Was struck by lightning during the filming. Of the Passion? Of the Passion. Wow. And the assistant director was also struck by lightning. Twice. Neither were injured. So I don't... <laughs> How is that possible?
2: <laughs> How do you get struck by lightning and not be injured? Uh,
0: kind of incredible, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see. There's one huh. more. Uh, oh, but this one's kind of, this one's really dark. Uh, special effects artist John Richardson, he was, uh you know, in the Omen. He was did the uh, the makeup for the Omen. He was the one who did the makeup for the decapitation scene in this movie, which is a very, very you know, horror movie. Mm-hmm. He was later killed in a car crash that decapitated his assistant. Oh my gosh! There's a bunch Yikes. of this stuff. It's a crazy. I'll, wow. I'll tweet it out if you want to, you know, make your life yeah. a little worse. <laughs> today, but it's a i don't know I mean, I think some of that stuff is really weird. there's a lot of Very like creepy yeah creepy situations that happen, and uh i don't know it's tough some of it's just so difficult to believe i mean the nine eleven stuff is incredible, yeah, the fact that they would put that amazing. before Paris Hilton sex tape is incredible <laughs> <laughs> and i hope I hope people didn't forget you know you know you go in you're like, wow, mm. I'm never going to forget nine eleven then you watch Paris Hilton have sex on camera for like a half an hour. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, gosh, I, I no longer forget 9-11. I hope that's not how that turned out. Thank <laughs> God they yeah. put that, that, uh, <laughs> that reminder at the beginning of that movie. Uh 727 beck More coming up. All right. The most closely watched indicator of a recession uh they're blaring now the loudest warning in over 40 years they're you know they're saying that look look the yield curve and all this stuff that i don't you know to really understand but the yield curve between the two-year and the 10-year treasury since 1980 is one of their big indicators and they're saying it's a grim omen for the economy the short version of this for people who don't understand yield curves bad things are in motion some of them might not be reversible at this point you need to hedge against insanity and we always talk about doing your own homework. I mean, we talk about that all the time when it comes to news or investments or whatever it is. But you need to think about an investment in gold, uh, in gold and silver. It's time to get serious about protecting yourself and your family from f- financial calamity if it's coming and you don't know when it's coming. They don't. Unfortunately, they don't, they don't always give you the sort of warnings we got from this uh, last segment when it comes to 9-11. Uh, This week, Goldline has two specials. Uh, First, Goldline is offering 6% in free promotional medals with every qualified, self-directed IRA acquisition you complete this month. You can put gold in a retirement account, like a traditional IRA or old 401k. If you didn't know about that, it's understandable, but you got to have someone to help you walk through this, uh, this, this whole process. And with the purchase of every gold legal tender bar right now, You will also receive, at no additional cost, 25 silver Mind Your Business Bars for free. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or go to goldline.com. It's goldline.com. Join the conversation.
1: 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program.
2: And Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Hopefully he'll be back tomorrow. Um, not positive on that. We'll see. But uh, here is some amazing news that I I don't know that anybody's really talked much about. Are you aware that abortions dropped by 99 percent in Texas since the ruling? 99 percent. 99 percent. That is incredible. Is that worth losing the midterms over? Uh, you bet.
0: Mm-hmm. If if that's what caused it. And I don't think it did. I don't I don't I'm, I don't think there's a lot of evidence that shows that the reason. Well, first of all, we should point out the Republicans didn't lose the midterms. Well, they that's actually right. won. That's they just true. won by less than they expected. That is yeah. different than losing. If that lost yeah. the Senate. Right. In like, the midterms, it's still worth it. The Buffalo Bills expected to blow out uh, their opponent in the playoffs this week right? They expected to blow out there and play in Miami, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. they had been at their third string quarterback and they thought they were going to blow him out. They won 34 to 31, I think it was. That's different than losing. <laughs> winning yeah, by a closer margin. They it's won still the house. Winning. It wasn't great. I admit, I would have liked it to be uh, better. Yeah. However, Nancy Pelosi is no longer the speaker of the house. That's a win. It's pretty great. A win, to be yeah. clear. But again, if you say the results are disappointing, a lot of people are, are pointing to the abortion ruling being part of that. It probably was in certain areas like there's some evidence mm-hmm. to say in certain areas um you know where abortion was you know more of a borderline issue that it may have affected and brought over a few voters to make those margins smaller or maybe lo- lose a few races but if if that was the price to pay a 99 yeah. percent reduction in just one state texas so let's right. talk about that if it was only one state certainly it would be worth it we're talking about you, people's you lives
2: here thousands of children
0: listen to this compared with the
2: 2,596 abortions recorded in the state in June of last year. Mm -hmm. The number in August was 68 abortions. Mm. So it went from 2,596 to 68. That's incredible. Now, the stats from September through uh, the end of the year haven't been released yet. So we we don't know if that held up.
0: Right. I mean, and, the, and there are some exceptions for things like life of the mother, which is why there yeah. were 68, because right. there's really no yeah. no opening for abortion at this point in Texas. Other than that, I will say, though, you know, you have to look. At, it's not <laughs> that the news is not that good overall, because, of course, a lot of people leave the state. Yeah. And um, go to California. Or there's wherever. the abortion pill thing mm-hmm. where people are getting mm-hmm. the pills mailed to them. So some of these things are still occurring. One of the initial estimates as the entire picture was that abortions dropped by 10 percent. Now even if that was just it, hmm. and it was just 10% uh, nationwide, it's a huge huge win. I mean more significant of a win mm-hmm. than anything Republicans would actually do if they won all of these elections. You'd never get Especially a, since they almost never do anything. Right. They almost never do anything. You get what you I mean what's more significant? Your 4% tax cut uh, or, you know, saving 10% of all aborted Children. I mean, what's the number, Pat? You know it. It's sixty some odd million since Roe versus Wade. Yeah,
2: almost sixty-four million.
0: I mean, it's an incalculable and tragedy worldwide. It's one point five billion. Billion. So you ch- can't even get away your head around that. that. Is an incredible accomplishment. It is. And yeah. if that's all you get done for a while and lose some elections for it, fine. Yeah. Fine. Right. I mean, it's that significant.
2: And again. I don't think, and I don't think you do either. I don't believe that that was the cause of no. losing the Senate. No. Oh, no,
0: no. I don't, I don't think so either. It doesn't. There's not a lot of evidence of it. There are some evidence in certain states where, like, what you saw in states where it was not an issue, either a very bright red state or a very bright blue state, didn't seem to do much of anything. And, the, mm. the you know, like New York, Republicans performed very well That's right. in New York because no yeah. one in New York believed, oh, okay, they're going to get rid of abortion, that we're a blue state, we want it um in some of those purple states where it's a little more difficult to see like a you know a virginia you saw some some differences there potentially i mean but again Mm. you're all it's all theorizing there the bottom line is it's a big enough issue to lose an election